Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Who's that calling in? Good morning. It's Dondria. Good morning. Happy Saturday. Good morning. I think we're the only two on the line at this particular moment. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in that would like to say good morning at this time? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for everything that you do for us. Lord, your word says in Deuteronomy 30 and 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that you have set before you life and death, blessings and curses. Therefore, choose life that both of you are destination of our life. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in that would like to take the time to say good morning? Mm, Yes, God. Thank you, Lord. We declare that our country and our nation and our people belong to you, Lord God. We ask, Father, for your blessings on our nation on this Saturday morning. Lord, your word says that you are grace and our mercy. Make godly choices motivated by love. I will walk in righteousness. I choose to be a woman of holiness. I choose to break out our quotes, Don's quotes. I choose to be a blessing in the next generation. I will leave a legacy of goodness and mercy in the earth. I draw a line in the spirit and choose life that my bloodline will be blessed. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anybody else called in at this present moment that would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning, it's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you too. <laughs> you did well. it at the same time. <laughs> I know, I know. So grateful for another day to wake up this morning. Yes, yes, amen. 
There is power in the name of Jesus. God, we thank you on this morning. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Come flood this place and fill the atmosphere on this Saturday morning. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. Anybody else like to say good morning? Thank you, God, for your grace and your mercy. I declare declare and decree peace within the streets of my city. Deuteronomy 20 and 10, I declare and decree that every assignment of violence and murder in our cities and in our nation be broken according to Psalms 55 and 9. We declare and decree this morning that the river of of God is flowing in our cities and in our nations according to Psalms 46 and 4. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Is anybody that's called in that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning, Brother Michael. Good morning. Uh, if I may uh, ask a request of a prayer for the family for my friend, Mrs. Gladys Lindsay, who passed away yesterday at 98 years old. Oh, she, fought so good, she fought a good battle, but uh, she went on home to the Lord. Thank you. Michael, what's her name? Uh, Gladys Lindsay. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Anybody else? Good morning, good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is your greeting, greeter speaking on this morning. Is anybody else called in would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning. Prayer request for James Dancy, please. He's suffering James. with uh, Dancy, Dancy, yes. Dancy? D A N C Y. Dancy, yes, ma'am. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Anybody else calling at this time that would like to take the time to say good morning? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you, God, for another day of your grace and your mercy for allowing us to wake up this morning with our heart uh, beating and blood running through our veins and that we have breath, the breath of life on this morning. Grateful to be able just to wake up and see the sunrise is a blessing. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Anyone else calling at this time that would like to take the time to say good morning? 
I will not be a victim of circumstances. I choose to forgive every man that has withheld promotions from the, from us because we are men and women of this nation. We will not let a spirit of hatred of men infiltrate our hearts or our minds. So we place everything before you, O oh God, on this morning and ask you to motivate us with love, kindness, and a sound mind. Equip us with strength and dignity, O oh God. We ask you for all these things in advance. We trust you. We honor you. We adore you on this Saturday morning, O oh God. We give you all the glory. We thank you with everything that's within us. Thank you for your peace that surpasses all understanding, God. And no matter what it is, we place it before your throne on this Saturday morning. Good morning and welcome to Declare Victory. Has anybody else called in that would like to take the time to say good morning? Y'all, y'all. Good morning, family. Good morning. Good morning. Anybody else? Morning, it's Dee Dee. Blessings. Good morning, Dee Dee. Thank you, God. Okay, it's time to get started. Before we move forward, we ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. Hello, my name is Tracy, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so that they can be blessed too. Be sure to join us in the month of June for the monthly theme entitled Journey to the Secret Place, Week 5, Week 5, Declarations, Messages, Teachings, and Lessons will be based on Arrival to the Secret Place. Our wonderful and gifted declarers will definitely be blessed. There is one announcement today. We encourage you to partner with Declare Victory and Given in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. You can do so by visiting declarevictory.org or paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. Um, we have um, two re- prayer requests this morning. Um, one by Michael uh, Gladys Lindsay, 89 years old, who passed away yesterday. We're asking all the intercessors on this morning to lift the family 
up in prayer at this time and also a prayer request from Dondria Van Hook on behalf of James Dancy um, and all the prayer requests that was placed before us this week. Um, the order of the call this morning, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Deb, Debbie, Didi. The declaration will be brought by Moses. Then we will go right into the closing comments hosted by the declarer. I will repeat that. The order of the call, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Didi. The declaration will be brought by Brother Moses. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. The scripture for today, Psalms 119 and 114. You are my hiding place and my shield. I hope your world. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his word. At this time, we ask that you place your phones on mute until instructed to come off from mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior. Thank you for allowing me to greet and host. I love you. Have a great day. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you for a brand new day, a day that we've not yet seen. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, Lord, your name is worthy to be praised, so we give you a praise. We thank you, God. Thank you, Father, just for the air that we breathe on this morning, God. Thank you for our sight. Thank you for the ability to just hear, God. We can't take it for granted that we can hear and that we can walk and we can talk, Father, and that we are on a call this morning. So for that, I say thank you, God. Thank you for our sound mind this morning, God, because someone is suffering right now from dementia, from Alzheimer's. But I thank you for being a mind regulator, and I thank you that last night wasn't our last night and that the enemy who only comes to steal, kill, and destroy was dismantled. And so we are here today. I thank you for being our banner and our shield. I thank you that the prayer request that Tracy spoke, that you've already done that, God. Lifting up the Lee family and loss of Joshua, who lost his life and, and bury us. But God, bless that family and strengthen them, God. Lifting up David Woodard Sr. for healing. You know all about him because you created him. And for D James Dancy, you know all about him as well. And asking you to comfort the family of Miss Gladys. God, I thank you for her life for over 90 years. That's a blessing. To just give them comfort because the grief part of, of it is so hard. So just give their hearts your peace, God. God, we know that you are our father. So we thank you for that. We know that you are our king. We know that you have a will for us so that if we study your word, we'll know exactly what your will is. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being Jehovah Jireh, our provider, because you have been providing for us even in this time that we're in because we are still showing up. So I thank you for that. Thank you for that, God. I can't thank you enough just for all that you have done. God, you go before us even before we know we're in anything. You go before us. Go ahead of us. And you bring back the head of our enemy. So I thank you for giving us a victory. I thank you that we can pray to you and that you will hear us, God. That's why we worship you. And I thank you for that because it's your mercy and your grace, God. It's your mercy and your grace that has kept us. 
So we give you the glory this morning, and we give you this praise for just a brand new day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah for a brand new day. We shall rejoice and just be glad in it. We let nothing interrupt our peace on today. Nothing, no matter what the news shows, God. We will let nothing interrupt our peace on today. When we just think about how precious life is and how precious each breath that we take is, God. Can't allow the enemy or his agents to steal one second of our peace, of our joy. Because you, Lord, are our strength. We choose joy on this morning. We choose peace on this morning. We choose love this morning. Psalms 91 and 1 promises us that he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Thank you for being our secret place. Thank you for letting us abide. Thank you for letting us dwell there, God, where we are safe. Because it's in your secret place where we can find rest, we can find peace, we can recharge for what's coming next so that we can face the day. So I thank you because yesterday is over. There's nothing we can do about what's already happened, but we can just rest and know that you are here with us on today because you are the author and finisher of our faith. I thank you, God, this morning. I can't thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to thank you, God, for today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm closing my eyes and I'm seeing myself seated in the heaven with you and listening and feeling you just draw me into your presence. You're drawing us into your presence. Hallelujah. I thank you. I thank you that if we just be still and know that you are God, no matter what we are going through, we don't have to be weary. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be worn out. You said to cast every care on you because you care about everything that concerns us. Everything. Everything. Thank you, Father. Thank you for caring about the small stuff. Thank you for for just caring about the things that we care about. So I thank you, Father God. I thank you for being our rest. I thank you for being our peace. I thank you that we know you to be our healer. Thank you, Jehovah Rapha. Thank you. I know that you know exactly where each and every one of us hurt the most, God. I know that you have a healing power if we let you in, God. You are a healer. You are an awesome healer. So we thank you, God. We thank you for that. We thank you for just your love. I'm lifting up each and every victor on the call this morning. And those that didn't call in, God bless them. Those who are fighting physical ailments in their bodies right now. Somebody might be on a call this morning with pain right now, but you can even touch that expeditiously and that pain will go away. God, I thank you. I just thank you. I'm lifting up the homeless Those that are unhoused, as I heard a pastor say, those may be fighting in domestic violence right now. We we know that so much is going on. Kids that are being abused. I pray for those in sex trafficking. Traveling back from Vegas, I saw so much. But God, you're in control. I cry out to you to just speak to the hearts of anyone that's filled with so much hate and racism. Those that were supposed to take the vow to honor and protect God. God, they sworn to protect and serve. Don't allow another spirit of hate to take another innocent life, God. I cry out right now. I cry out for the bloodshed to stop, God. I know you are God and there's nothing too hard, nothing too hard for you to do. I thank you that we are going to see changes because all things work. You are God and you sit high and look low. Nothing takes you by surprise, God. Even in the turmoil, even in the midst of everything that we're going through, you are still God and you are still good. 
I thank you for having the benefit of prayer. Hallelujah. I thank you that when we open up our mouths and give your word back to you, God, that you won't fail us because you're not like man. I thank you that your spirit is alert. You are God and you are good this morning. I thank you so much that we are on this call. It is a blessing that we saw this day and that we still have our joy. Thank you for your joy, God. Thank you for your joy because so much is going on, but we still have our joy. We still have our hope. We still have our peace in you, God. I thank you for being our peace, Jehovah Shalom. Thank you for loving us so much that you blew your breath in our lungs this morning so we can cry out a praise unto you, God. We can worship you and just thank you for another day, God. You gave us another day to do better than we did on yesterday because some of us blew it, God. But your mercy and your grace, hallelujah. I thank you for your mercy and your grace. No matter what we are going through, you are there for us, God. Hallelujah. You said those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. We have a renewed strength in you, God. Thank you for rest, God, that we can rest under the shadow of the Most High. I thank you for just your love, God. Thank you for loving us. You are a good, good Father. Your love is extravagant, oh, magnificent God. There's none like you in all the earth, none like you, none like you. David said, early will I seek thee, so it's early. Thank you that we are early risers. Moses was an early riser. We could declare victory. We are victors. We are victorious. I want each and every victor to really think about what they are worshiping for this morning because God deserves it. He deserves our worship. We should worship him in spirit and in truth. So I want everyone to take their phones off mute and to just give God your best praise. Give God your best worship Hallelujah. 
every single awesome message this month about the secret place and when i was talking with moni earlier and just kind of downloading what dion's vision was for this month um i thought that was so amazing how we were moving from from prayer and praise and worship in the secret place to ultimately elaborating and describing what exactly is the secret place and i thought that was so amazing and and at the, you know, I think it was last month when I was, I was like, man, you know, that's just, I love that because this is the biggest thing in my life. The communion time with God has been the number one biggest game changer since I, it, it's what changed me. It's what graduated me. It's what, what kind of progressed me and moved me along from being, you know, like a new believer and just, you know, I surrendered my life to the Lord and then moving into a place of maturity where I understood how to handle situations and people and direction and guidance and things like that. So that was definitely, um, that was definitely something I was really excited to be talking about. So fast forward now to within the last couple of weeks, I was, you know, I was really excited to talk about what it looks like for me to be in a secret place and getting there and what it has done for me. You know, like I was just mentioning, but that changed. That changed definitely within the last couple of weeks where I realized I'm not, I'm not meant to talk about that on when I go up. You know, the same subject matter, but not necessarily the same, the same way of, of you know, describing it. And I, I very quickly realized that the Lord was putting on my heart to talk about fighting for our secret place. I felt the Lord pushing me towards talking about defending our secret place and what to do when your secret place comes under attack. And I wanted to quickly, I'm going to get into this in the first point. I'm going to be going through three major points today. I want to outline those. But I wanted, before I get into my own personal testimony with this, I, I started to study that everywhere people would meet with God in the Bible would come under attack. Whether it was the garden, or it was the temple, the first temple, second temple, rebuilt second temple, Ark of the Covenant, Jesus himself, whatever, wherever there was a contact point for humanity and God, it would come under attack. Or it would be so far removed from what we thought that it, it was almost it was almost to a point where these crazy life changes would have to happen to where we can meet with God. It was always under an intense environment. An intense environment, a removed environment, an environment under attack, a rebuilt environment. It was constantly uh, under duress situation where man was meeting with God. And it makes sense, right? Because why would the enemy want us to have such a perfect meeting point, contact point with God if we get revelation? Um, and, and when I, when I say revelation, I know there's like a big, like, you know, we have our Bible, right? And we have, well, God has spoken. But when I say revelation, I mean a revelation of understanding of what God has revealed to us. And God does speak. The Holy Spirit does speak. God is alive and active. And that is something that must continuously happen in our life for strategy, for logistics, because yes, God has spoke but he is still speaking every day to us about our life and how it pertains to what he has revealed. So it's very important for us to be spending time with God, to be getting direction from everything as small as a move or a job or all the way up until like marriage and, and 
you know, bigger things, ministry level things, or, or just what you're called to be serving identity. And then even to the areas in between like healing and, and just being set free and liberation. So I wanted to, I wanted to illustrate that with our first point. Um, and that the secret place is where we meet with God. My second point, I'm going to be talking about how the secret place always comes under attack. And the third thing is I want to talk about how do we find a way around this and how do we protect our secret place and how do we maintain that contact point with God in the midst of a war zone. So the very first, uh, I just wanted to get into a, a quick testimony. And before I get into that, I just want to ask if everybody would please just look down real quick at your phones, make sure you're on mute. Uh, before we go forward, I know these are recorded and, you know, folks are, some folks have to listen back to them. So um, I would love if they could hear it, you know, without us brushing our teeth or slamming a car door or anything in the background. But I appreciate you for uh, checking throughout the, the message today. So quick testimony. I, I, I you know, I've gone, I've, I've shared this before. And I grew up in the church, and, and this was very surface level growing up in the church. From the time that my parents got saved, and we started going to church full time, and our life completely turned around. Completely was just, it was so amazing, so many doors opening. I, I just saw how giving your life to the Lord just changed so many things when my, when my parents came under that uh, agreement with the Lord's will for their life, and just surrendering their life. And it was amazing. And and moving forward in that, I, I went to church all the time with the youth ministry, was on the worship team, all these things, but I never really spent time with the Lord outside of church. I would read the Bible here and there. I would pray before I went to sleep at night, and then we would pray before meals. And that was like the extent of my prayer life. Maybe if there was like a really, uh, maybe kind of like a tough situation at school or in my personal life. I would maybe pray a little bit, but I didn't understand the concept of a secret place. I didn't understand the concept of sitting down and, and studying and spending time with God. And I, I, that just, no one had really taught me that yet. Um, and I know my parents did that, but to me, that was like something you do when you're an adult. That's something you do down the road when your life's not as exciting anymore. You know, I thought I'm a kid. I'm going out all the time. My friends are starting to drive now. Like I'm starting to drive. Like, I was constantly, all right, bye, mom. See you guys later. Bye, dad. See you guys later. You know, that was my life, you know, in my teenage years. And I was a pretty popular guy back then. You know, I was, I was getting invited to do a lot of stuff. You know, I was, I was hitting up the birthday parties and, you know, the swimming parties and all those things like that. So I, you know, I just didn't really have time for that, you know, and I didn't prioritize it. So obviously my life reflected that. So when I would go through things, it was just like a, I kind of had like out of this like emergency ATM where I'd be like, Oh Lord, I got this big test on Friday. I haven't studied for it. And can you just please be with me? And I'd be nervous and I need to pass this class. And, you know, it kind of continued that way up until right after high school, went to the Air Force. And it was just the same thing. I just only prayed for God when life got tough or I was really being hit hard with anxiety or fear or overthinking or my past or maybe bad decisions and bad lifestyle choices. And I would kind of just pray to God, but there was no sort of communion. There was no sort of intimacy with God. So in my college years is where all of that changed. I went through a really bad breakup and I went through a really dark time in my life. I had started some really heavy drug use. 
And I was just completely far away from God. I was going to church. I wasn't part of community or anything. And it was in the middle of this really low place in my life that I just randomly one day decided to just read my Bible in the garage. And I was reading for hours and hours. And for the first time in my life, the words began to speak to me by studying, by sitting there, by meditating on what I was reading, because I was finally that adult that I had always seen that um, you have to be to first spend time with God. And that's not true, by the way. But in my situation, it just coincidentally happened to be true, where I had the capacity to sit down and understand these things. I had been through enough in life, through enough heartbreak and hurt and heart breaking other hearts and hurting other people and making bad decisions and seeing where good decisions could lead you. And so it was in this place that I finally started to hear a voice that I had always heard kind of inside of me. This still small voice started to raise in volume inside of me. And even at that, I started to understand scripture more because my whole life I would always have these scripture points. And, you know, um, I know I haven't met a lot of folks from the the Claire Victory in person, but I am, uh, I have a lot of tattoos in my hands and my arms and my body and everywhere. And, And I started getting those when I was a teenager. And I had like verses on me, you know, but like they, it was just verses because it more so represented my background, my family and, and what my sense of family related to church because of what it did for our family, how it brought us together and how it changed our life. But I didn't truly understand verses the way I started to understand in, in my early twenties when I was in college, when I started learning how to spend time with God, I started going to church, started planning community, right? So that secret place became huge for my life because the direction I was going before was very, very dark. And it was, it was, it was depression. It was sleeping all the time. It was like that dark room, that person who can sleep until one or two in the afternoon, like, and just staying up all night on the phone, on the computer, just in front of a screen. They had like that screen tan. Like I, that was me a hundred percent, you know, like just going to school, going to work, like, and not doing anything else other than sleeping outside of that I was very depressed right but being in the secret place pulled me out of that because I finally was becoming connected with my creator and and ultimately that is the point because the entire point is reconciliation and everything Jesus did on the cross everything God has given has been for reconciliation because ultimately at the end everything's a love story but if we're not doing our part to meet and build into that reconciled relationship then we're going to be very lost. And it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't matter how successful you are. It doesn't matter how good looking, how charming, how articulate, how much you think you can be in control has no power whatsoever. And and I guarantee you that would actually even lead you down down to a darker path. So what has to happen here in this scenario is that we have to carve out a chunk of our time to go to this secret place. And I know there has been a number of amazing messages this month that have taught us how to get to that secret place. And where I'm going to be teaching from today is under the assumption that you already know how to get to your secret place, whether it's going into your office and locking the door behind you, putting on some worship, busting out your Bible and like eight books and like, you know, a commentary on the Bible and you got a notepad and you got a highlighter or some people, for me, a really big one for me in the beginning was going on a walk. We lived in, in the foothills in the South Bay in South San Jose when this started in my life and I would just walk through those hills for hours. I would be gone for hours, literally 
just walking for hours, talking to God out loud, just like I'm talking to you right now. And that changed my life because I learned how to walk with God. I learned how to talk with God. I learned how to read. I learned how to, how to understand how the Bible was written. And, and I also learned that you can read the Bible in the wrong way. You can read the Bible through a lens of hurt. I learned in this secret place that you can, you can read the Bible through a hard heart and then and incorrectly judge other people. There's a healthy type of judgment and, and a judgment that is based through love. And then there's a judgment that's based through um, shame. And there's, I learned things like that. I learned that there, there's translations in the Bible. And a translation can dictate your entire life. I learned that there's an understanding. I learned that the Bible was written in Greek and Hebrew thousands of years ago, hundreds of hundreds and hundreds of years ago, in times that I or nobody I know would know how to function. I learned how to study and adapt and, and how to translate that to my life today in, in ways that I can help others. You know, all this happened and took place in that secret place. So if all these great things are happening and I'm learning how to worship in the secret place, I'm learning how to hold on to God in the midst of financial trouble in the secret place. I'm learning how to find identity in the secret place. I was being freed of things in the secret place, areas of lust lying, being manipulative, being controlling, being, being hurt, realizing that all that behavior came from being hurt, realizing that um, I had no sense of identity, that I had no sense of community. And I, I just learned a lot of things like this in that secret place. And so now you have to step back and you have to understand if all these things are being undone in the secret place, then this this is very dangerous to the enemy. This, this is an assault on, on the itinerary of the enemy, right? Because he cannot have me here in this place growing as a reflection in my identity to Christ, right? And he cannot have me understanding more of who God created me to be. He can't have me understanding, well, don't, don't be out there, you know, doing this or that because God called you to this. And, and, you know, I was starting to, speak what I heard the father say and do what I see the father do. And, and that verse became real to me. And it came under attack very quickly. And it came under attack within the first, first couple of years of me understanding how to do that. And I want to talk about the signs that you can know that your time's coming under attack. And even at that, there's ways, and I'm going to talk about this in point three, there's ways that we will bring an attack under our own time with God. There's times where we will self-sabotage our own time with God. There's even times, this is a crazy concept I had to learn. There is even times, and this is true, especially for prophetic people, where God wants to create a boundary with us because we can create an unhealthy image of what God is and hurt people because we think that everything that runs through our mind is prophecy and it's not. Or we will think that everything that we hear in our mind, we need to just spit out right away and say, that I had to learn a lot of things like that. And so I want to talk about that today. So I want to get into the first point. The secret place is where we meet with God. And I'm going to elaborate on a lot of what I talked about in that introduction. But I want to first start with this. The secret place is where we meet with God. And, and this is entirely from beginning to end all throughout the Bible. From the very first location being the garden. And then to where David ultimately had, you know, planned that. You know, Mount Moriah, Temple Mount, you know, was going to be where the temple was going to be built. And this is where Abraham 
uh, had created an altar to God, and and this is the same altar that uh, he was going to sacrifice Isaac on. And and Moses with Mount Sinai, and Moses with a number of places. And this is a very big big one to me too, is that Moses didn't meet with God in Egypt when he was successful. Moses met with God in the wilderness after he was running uh, from with shame and identity issues and and everything that happened like it it took him running from 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 the consequences of murdering somebody a fellow egyptian to meet with god out and i mean that is that is an extremely stressful environment anybody who has ever been in any kind of wrong either legally or at work or in a relationship or anything where you've made a mistake and it might not reflect your true identity or maybe it's something you give into imagine to that level imagine the guilt and the shame holding on to that level I know people who have done that, and that's not something that's easily let go, let alone stuff I've done in my own life. And then to meet with God and find God under that place as that as a conduit. Imagine, imagine having that. Imagine that that's what it takes for some of us to meet God, is to run from our past and to find him in the nothingness, right? And, and then you, you start to look at the actual physical housings of God after that were with the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle. And the tabernacle literally translates as a meeting place or a meeting tent, right? And so after the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle, you have the first temple, uh, you know, the the Nebuchadnezzar destroyed temple, and then you have the second temple uh, that was destroyed by the Romans, and then uh, the rebuilding of that, which was then, you know, continuously destroyed rebuilt this place is under attack this place is out in the wilderness this place is some there's just such harsh conditions surrounding these meeting places right and even the garden come even the garden was the first uh, place meeting place of god to ever come under attack because the enemy infiltrated it and caused us to do what we we did and we have the fall and then we have human nature from there uh, a new uh human nature reflecting that fall and then the ultimate meeting place being Jesus Christ, the final temple that was rebuilt in three days, right? And what happened at that temple? That temple was hung on a cross. An innocent temple hung on a cross, destroyed for our sake, so that we could have a continuous meeting place forever. We could have a, a meeting place where we can do it in the car at three in the morning when we're just tired of who we've become. A meeting place that we can have in our bedroom at night when we can't go to sleep anymore because we can't escape the fear of death or the fear of loss of a loved one or the fear of failure or the fear of who we've become. A meeting place that can no longer be destroyed. So if our meeting place can no longer be destroyed, then the only thing that can come under attack is our perspective about that meeting place. In Psalm 91, 1, he who dwells in the secret place of the Most High abides under the shadow of the Almighty. Okay, and I just talked about that. When we are in that secret place, there's, there's something that comes over our mind that changes us. Have you ever been worried about a situation and then you talk to a specialist in that situation and then they tell you, I recently, I recently got some, I, 
I, my wife and I took physicals and eye appointments and, and dental appointments and just all these things. I hate going to those because not because I'm, I like, I don't have like experienced dentists or anything like that and, or the doctor or, or, or anything. But I found out some situations like I, like I need to bring my blood glucose uh, levels down, right? I just, I love food. I love fried foods. I cook a lot. I just, you know, there's a lot of, I could have made some better choices right, with food. And that's just like anybody. Some of us, you know, some of us have a history of smoking, some of us have a history of whatever. Fast food's no different. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was, that was just my thing. You know, I just loved food. I loved all the wrong kinds of food too. And so I was worried and I was, I was a little bit scared and especially because I'm supposed to take care of this body. You know, this is, it's not mine. It's borrowed and, and I have it out on a loan and, and I need to take care of it. But when I talked to my doctor and when I talked to his medical assistant, they said, Hey, look, you're fine. You know, you're, you're not diabetic. You're not, it's nothing like that, but you, you need to make some changes. You need to exercise, you need to you need to drop a couple pounds, and you need to get back to where you where you were. And I'm thinking to myself, man, it can be avoided. It does that's so great that I have it, it I have the ability to change that outcome. I have the ability because I talked to them, because I got a download, because I got the information needed. I was able to step back and say, man, you know what? Like I can, uh, I can do this. You know, I can absolutely do this. And, and I've already actually lost 10 pounds and, and I was always a smaller guy and, and, you know, I, I wanted to be bigger. And so, you know, I started eating more and I started packing on weight and I, and I, I put on like maybe over the last four or five years, put on maybe like 40 pounds more than I, than I was my whole life. And I was finally happier, a bigger, bulkier guy. I was, I was swole. I would, I, I'm not going to lie. I was a bigger dude, you know, but, um, I, I had to lose 10 pounds because to me in my mind, I was like, man, it's going too far. And then now I find out I need to lose 10 more. <laughs> so, but I wouldn't have known that unless I had actually had the courage to talk to my doctor and I had the courage to find these things out and to figure out what's going on. And so the same thing will happen with God where we have these issues, we have these things that can get out of hand, you know, and, and I know from, this is such a man battle. This, I'm not saying women don't have this, but something like lust, you know, it can start out so small and so secretive. And, and with guys, it's such a validator with guys. It's such a, you know, and I know this because I am a man. I have struggled with this. I know so many guys it, and with men in and out of the church. This is not one of the issues. This is the issue. The lust thing is the issue. It's the number one. It's up there. And and I'm not going to go as far to say it's every guy, but the numbers don't lie. And and it can start small, right? And it could start with a look at at the grocery store, you know, and a girl with a nice body walks by in Target, and and you and you know your eyes keep moving and keep looking, and and that's that that might be harmless, right? And but spiritually, this is a snowball effect to getting bigger and bigger. And then it gets to, to Instagram. And then from Instagram, it travels over to DMs. And then from DMs, it travels over to lying. And then from lying, it might travel over to control and, and to manipulation. And so what happens is it's something that if addressed early on, 
and taken to God early on can avoid a number of different dark storylines that can evolve from that one just looking. Or, and I don't say just looking lightly because that, that is the birthplace of something that could, that could ruin life, right? And, and it can be avoided. And it's just like the health situation, just like with the, you could be pre-diabetic and, and you can avoid becoming diabetic. If you take the right steps and you are in accountability and you're exercising and you're eating right and you're losing weight, right? And if you're, if you're talking to your buddy and you're opening up to your wife or your partner or your pastor and you're opening up about these things and you're finding accountability, we, we can do things to, to take this step, take these areas back, right? And the number one place that that starts with, that starts with our connection time with God. The secret place is not only where we meet with God, but it's where we receive our revelation. It's where we receive healing because it, it could be in that secret place that the man that battles with lust can, can to go talk with God and say, well, Lord, where, where did this come from? Lord, where did this happen? And the Lord says, well, you were sexualized at a young age uh, by family members and, and this led to an unhealthy appetite because you disassociated sex with with being preserved for marriage and to honor me through, and you began to associate it with this secretive pleasure, with something that you released and that you found identity in. And because of that, you have continuously sexualized situations and scenarios as a way of being self-serving so you can build into an identity and satisfying those dark places in your heart. But you would not have known that had you, had you not spent time with God to understand He's revealing those broken areas and bringing them into wholeness with you, right? You wouldn't have understood that you lie and manipulate to get things that you want because you never received validation as a child. But you're only going to hear those things when you spend that secret time with God and that revelation with God because you can go to a therapist, you can go to all these, these, you you can go to a friend and some of us create therapists out of our friends and some of us, you know, just love shit, you know, um, bringing up these things. But sometimes when we go to the wrong people, it's just sharing information because we, we crave connection. It's not actual healing. See, when you share information with God, there's healing involved because it's just not, an, it's not just an information dump. Sometimes we pick the wrong people to information dump with and we end up telling somebody our entire life story and all of our battles and we're wondering where we're not growing from it. Or we could even information dump to, to a professional or a pastor or somebody we trusted and we didn't ever see any growth or progress from it because all we wanted was to disinformation dump with somebody because we craved being heard. It wasn't with, and I'm not saying that those things are bad. Obviously I entirely believe in that and think those are necessary with the right people, with the right leadership and with, with, with somebody who's a professional, especially a mental health professional. That's absolutely it. But it has to be also paired with us learning and understanding how to spend time with God and how to receive healing through God and a good leader. Um, you know, my wife and I go through, a, go to see a Christian therapist. We don't have any major issues in our marriage, but we still do it for accountability. We still do it because we care in cultivating what God has given us and we're not perfect people and she's not perfect and I'm not perfect, but our therapist still pushes us back to God and still says, you, you have to be going to God to see this. And and it's paying a lot of money to have somebody tell me to go talk to God. And I think that's one of the best ways you can spend money. 
and I, and I, I have multiple accountability over me where I go and talk to somebody who I've, I've submitted to and they tell me, you need to go meet with God. And it all comes back to this secret place with God. And that leads me to my second point now, where if we're going to God and we're finding healing from these areas and we're stopping areas before they become crazy and we are, we're putting healthy boundaries around things like, you know, so if you know that you're battling with lust or something, you're going to delete social media. You're not going to be on social media. If you know that you're battling with, with thriving for validation from leadership or authority, you're not going to put yourself in a position where you're going to need your validation from a pastor or a boss or someone. You're going to, you're going to put up the healthy boundaries, but you do that from spending time with God. And so if that's helping and that's changing the trajectory of our lives, then it's going to come under attack. And here's the thing that you have to know about the secret place coming under attack. And just as, as the temple was destroyed, um, and just as, as Jesus came under the, the attack from the, the religious leaders at that time, you know, you have to think about, you have to understand that this is like a war. Okay, and if we, and we are very much in a war, and, and every single person listening to my voice right now, you, you've already signed up. And, and that is whether in the military, I would meet people that I knew had just got out of boot camp and I would salute people that I knew were generals for four years. There's, and there's everything in between. And you're going to see that in the Christian world too. You're going to see someone who's super on fire. They just gave their life to the Lord. And you're going to see somebody who's been doing it for 40, 50 years and they don't even talk anymore because they know that there's nothing they could even say that God's not going to say, you know, and you're going to meet everybody in the middle. And so what happens in that scenario is you realize very quickly that you are in a war. So all of you, all of us are in a war actively right now. And this war has been going on nonstop. This war has been for us. This war has been against us. Okay, so in a lot of wars and just some military background, there's code talkers. And there's code breakers and there's places where you would rendezvous with an ally and there's places where you would, you would meet with your allies to get strategy and to get, and we, and we can, we can reflect all of those things today in our Christianity, in our walk, in, in our religion. We can see that some people can have prophetic words for somebody like I was talking about earlier. And that, that is amazing because imagine in wars of the past, if you would tell a general, Hey, I have somebody who knows exactly what's going to happen in this scenario, in this situation. They would kill for that kind of information. And the enemy would kill for that kind of information to not come out. Okay, so we have things like that, right? We have different people being gifted and being good at different areas. Some people are a medic. Some people are infantry. Some people uh, work with technology. Some people repair technology. You know, you have that in the kingdom where you have not all gifts are the same, but every gift is from, given from the spirit of the Lord. You know, so we have that. We, we, it's identical. But also, you can have a place where you meet your ally. And we have that place where we meet God, where you exchange information, where you understand what you need to do to get through the next battle. You understand that, hey, there's, you're walking into a trap here. And you can say, oh, okay, so where do we go? Well, if the enemy is going to try to trap you there, you can come around the other way. We get our strategy. We get the strategy. Well, if the enemy is going to attack you in that way, it's because you're meant to minister to that type of person. If the enemy is going to attack you with your integrity, it's because you're meant to be uh, 
you're meant to be a leader built on a foundation of integrity. And he wants to attack that. We get that information and it's coming under attack. That place is going to come under attack, whether it's your schedule, whether it's you not finding the motivation to sit down, or whether it's even the fact that you sit down and you can't concentrate. And some of us are shocked that we can sit down and we can't concentrate or hear from God and our phone's running all day. Our iPhone's up and, and our eyes hurt at the end of the day because we have a headache from staring at our screen all day because we can't put our phone down because we don't understand how to turn our brain off because we're either scared to see what we're going to find when there's nothing turned on or we don't even have the attention span to do that. You know, that's something I'm guilty of. You know, we, ha- we, we sabotage our own, sac- our own secret place sometimes and we have to understand how to fight for that. Because what happens in war is if one place gets infiltrated and exploited, then you know what they do? They move it to another place. Because when that secret place is coming under attack, because it's, a strate- it's, it's like a strategic point. You know, it, it's a benefit for, the other, for our side if we have a secret place that the enemy doesn't know about, that he can't get to, that can't be sabotaged, that can't be taken away. It's going to be a benefit for you. It's going to be a benefit for us. We can ask the hard questions. We can find out what's coming. Because I don't know about you, but it's a lot better to know what's coming and to know what we're up against than to walk blindly into it and to understand what God is using a situation for. Because some of us are going through the hardest situation, the hardest season of our life right now. And we could have so much peace while going through it if we would just take the time to spend 20 minutes to sit down with God and just talk with him. But we can't do that because we have to be in control. Or we just don't want to, or it's not fun to us. And I'm not even going to lie to you. There's times where I haven't spent time with God because I just didn't want to. I just felt like, ah, you know, I'm just not feeling it right now. It's become the same old thing. You know, I put on a worship song and then I get my Bible out and I'm sitting there with a notepad and, and then I'm just doing a routine. And anybody in a relationship knows quality time and spending time with your partner is one of the most, it's one of the most integral, crucial parts of building that relationship. And imagine if your partner just, all right, cool, well, throw on the rom-com and let's grab some popcorn and, uh, yeah, you know, I guess we'll do it. We'll knock it out. What are we going to do? 20 minutes, 15 minutes? And your partner would look at you like, dude, just go do your thing then. Like, what, what are you even like? Why? I, I want you to want to spend time with me. And that's what happens is that not only is this a strategic point where we meet God, but this is something where God wants to build a relationship with us here in this place. He wants to reveal his character and his identity to us because knowledge of God's character and his loving kindness and identity is what will power us through those hard situations, will power us through those attacks, will power us through those moments where we want to quit because we understand what what God is, who God is why God does and says what he does. When we have that understanding of his nature, it's the greatest thing we can understand. It's absolute greatest thing that we can understand. And I want to close out with the third and final point that we have to protect the secret place, okay? And so what happens is that sometimes, and, and this is what happened to me. I, I was, um, I went through a time in my life, okay, where, and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but I went through a time and I want to elaborate on a point that I made in the introduction because in the point in the introduction, I said that God will create boundaries sometimes because sometimes we will even try to take advantage of our own gifting 
we will even try to make our gifting self-serving. And this is something I did. And I want, I want to elaborate on that in, in our final point, where I talk about we must protect the secret place. When I first started spending time with God, I learned that I could hear from God. And that was huge for me because I had always, I remember the first ever time I had, I, this is crazy. A lot of people don't remember the first time they, they've heard like a prophetic word or saw the prophetic in action, but I will never forget it. I was young and I was sitting in church and this pastor told the lady that, um, I think he was, yeah, he was telling a lady that she was wearing a different color sweater than she actually was. And I was like maybe 10. And I thought that that was like the most insane thing in my life. And this lady like has this emotional reaction and starts crying because she had asked the Lord, Lord, if you're real, if I'm meant to be, you're just going through this crazy situation. I want somebody to tell me that I'm wearing a purple sweater. And I just thought that was, I thought that was insane to me. I thought that, wow, that is crazy that that could happen, that God will speak to somebody to speak to somebody because he cares about somebody. And so I had heard of that, but I had never experienced it. And when I got older and I started spending time with God, I would hear things like that for people. And I would be at the drive-thru and I would never have met this person before in my life. And it would be, a, it was a one time Burger King, you know, just out of the hundreds of examples that I could give you. One example is I was at Burger King and I just looked at the guy as I'm giving him my card and I just saw everything in this guy's life. I saw what he was stressed about, what he was worried about, wanting to quit uh, and specific things like what he was specifically going to school for at that time and that he wanted to quit on his degree, you know. And I've used this example before because it's such a great example of the fact that God cares about our future and God cares about each and every one of us specifically. And I'm having this moment with this complete stranger and, and, I, and I understood that God used me to speak to people. And so what happened is I started to run with that too far. And when I was spending time with God, I was no longer spending time with God in a healthy way. I was spending time with God because I wanted more information on people because it made me feel good that I was important. It made me feel good that God trusted me and, and used me to speak to people and pour into their life. So the prophetic became, it became my life and I had no boundaries and everything was overly spiritualized. Everything was about prophetic stuff. And I wasn't even using verses to back up at, at some points with people. And there was even sometimes I was releasing information that I was not even supposed to release. And just because I heard stuff, I wasn't meant to even share it necessarily. And I didn't have any boundaries. I didn't go to leaders to release a word over somebody sometimes. I just kind of just shared it. And people weren't always, I don't know necessarily what it was doing to them, but it, it wasn't healthy. And sometimes you can move too far because you can move too far to the reform side to where you're just militant and, and shutting people down and discouraging people from pursuing God. And you can, you can move too, si too far over to the charismatic side to where everything is overly spiritualized and everything is emotional and everything is, everything's about a response. And that's where I got to is that if somebody wasn't crying when I was giving them a prophetic word, then I felt like a failure. And if somebody wasn't having an emotional response when I shared something on my heart from God um, and, they, and they weren't actually responding, 
then I, I it wasn't good enough to me and I needed to go harder. I needed to spend more time with God. I needed to pray for four hours instead of three and I needed to wake up early and 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 spend time with God. And and it was the wrong reasons. And it stopped. When I would go to that secret place to spend time with God, I didn't hear anything anymore. And so I started getting discouraged and I started to then take it in my own hands and I started to create my own future. And I started to create, and I started getting out of control. I started spiraling out of control where I started saying, well, this is going to happen on this day. And, and, and I just, I'm going to fast every day until that happens. And I started losing control. And I started to build my life around these things that God never even spoke, but that I spoke and that I used, and I said that God said, and he had never said that. And so what happened is people started saying things about me. And people started saying that I told them this and I told them that. And when it got back to me and I was starting to get in trouble and sat down by leadership and spoken to, I was like, I never said those things. Why would that person say that? And, and I, you know, I'd be talking to, to a leader or somebody, and they'd be like, well, that's what they said. And I was like, no, I don't even talk like that. I don't even say that. I, you know, I, I never said that. And as I was leaving a particular meeting, I asked God, I'm like, God, why would these people, why am I going through a season right now when people are saying things about me that are not true, that have never happened? And I felt God tell me, Moses, you have no right to be mad at them because you've said things that I've never said. And I forgave each and every one of them because I realized I was guilty of the same exact thing. Because when there's no relationship, there's no true representation of who that person actually is. Because these people I was in a relationship with, and I wasn't in a relationship with God, no matter how much I spent time with God. And so I became discouraged, and I started to, I started to stop spending time with God. I lost my motivation because I felt disappointed. I felt like I couldn't hear from God anymore. I felt like he didn't want to talk to me anymore. And I felt like there was no point in going to him anymore because I'm not getting that thing that made me feel validated anymore. And then a week of not spending time with him turned into a month. And then a month would turn into two or three months of not spending time with God. And then two or three months of not spending time with God would spend, would turn into, oh, I haven't had really any healthy time with God in six months. And then it became my lifestyle that I didn't go to God anymore because I was, I had so much disappointment. And it wasn't until recently that I learned what that time was. And it was my wife that told me, you know, it wasn't that God stopped speaking to you or stopped spending time with you. God created a boundary with you. Because you didn't know how to stop. You didn't have control. You didn't have accountability. And you were using him as a prophetic word, ATM. And you were using him for these over-spiritualized scenarios that, that satisfied your need for validation. And he created a boundary with you because you were making him into something that he is not. And that, and that is where my secret place came under attack. It came under attack through me. You know, and sometimes we'll find ourselves sitting there, putting on the worship song, you know, getting on our knees next to our bed, pulling out our Bible, pulling out our notepad, and you just don't feel it. It's because that place has already come under attack. If you've lost motivation to go there to that secret place, 
to get all the beautiful things I've talked about today that can come from that secret place, if you don't have the motive, I'm going to tell you this right now. If I told any one of you, hey, if you meet me 100% for real, I put this on everything. If you meet me at the parking lot, uh, at the Target and, and the Chick-fil-A cross street right there, that parking lot, I will give you $5 million. Cash, no strings attached. It's, this is a, a just love offering, love donation. Like this is $5 million for you. You do whatever you want with it. There's nothing that would stop us from meeting at that place. We would meet there. But if you were not motivated to go do that, something is wrong. So then when we can go to our creator and find out what we need to know for our life, for the life of others, for the strategy in this war, and you're not motivated to go there, something is wrong. You are under attack already. You have to take, you have to take accountability. You have to take inventory. You were, you, the attack already began. If you can't quiet your mind for one minute, for five minutes, I mean, truly try this today. Turn off your phone, turn off everything, go sit in silence. And if you can't sit down and, and quiet for 15 minutes, I'm talking no thoughts. Quiet your mind, silence it. Not even 15. Let's go five minutes. If you can't do that for five minutes, your secret place is already under attack. It's under attack by a whole bunch of things that are not important enough to attack you from that place. Because if it's not God speaking, it's not important enough. I promise you. Sometimes you have to switch it up. You know, like I said, in a war, if they're meeting at, at a building behind a, a forest or something, and that place, the enemy finds out and starts attacking it when you meet, or when you meet and you start hearing gunshots, that means it got found out. So if you're going and you're spending time with God, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying to not pray, to not worship, to not do these things. But if you're sitting down, you put it on the worship music, you're getting, you're getting down to pray and you're deploying your notepad and you just can't do it, then you need to switch it up. And, and you need to pray and you need to worship at, at another part of your day. But you need to go on a walk with God. You need to go, sometimes I will literally go, I will go to, I will go somewhere, get a drink, get something, uh, get a milkshake, whatever. I, I need to cut those out, by the way, anyway. So maybe I need to get like an energy drink or, or not an energy drink, like one of those protein or, you know, salad and go healthy green smoothies or whatever. I need, I'm going to have to change it up now. So, you know, keep me accountable, you guys. But I'll go on a drive and I'll just talk to God and I will just like drive around the city, pray for the city, pray for the neighborhoods and just talk to God about everything. Because like I'll sit down and pray and worship and pull out my notepad and I just, I can't do it. But I will come back and I will pray and I will intercede and I, and I will put on worship and, and I'll have worship while I'm working. I will worship. I will do those things. But if, if I know that that place is, is running dry right now, I will go talk to God. I will go put on worship in the car and go for a drive and pray and intercede and do those things. And what, and sometimes like where we meet God will change even within those areas because you might worship and hear from God. And so then you worship every day because you just want to hear from God, not because you want to worship God. And sometimes we'll pray and we'll intercede because it'll be powerful and we'll feel his presence. And then we do that every day and it runs dry. And it's like, well, what happened? It's like, well, you, you kind of lost sight of it. And, and what, I, what I've been getting lately is I've been feeling God pushing me, go back to just studying hardcore your Bible. Go back to like dissecting, finding a verse and going through it and really picking it apart. And, um, and that, and that was something I was, I always read my Bible 
like at multiple, multiple days out of the week. If I don't hit every single day, but I will study my Bible and I will read my Bible on average, like, you know, every time I usually spend time with God. It's, it's never that I don't do it. And, but I've been feeling God telling me, I want you to, to dive deep how you used to dive deep. And because I, I would be praying, I'd be worshiping, I'd be spending time with God. And I just, it just was, it was just really like I was losing the motivation. And that's just real. That's just real life. You're going to lose motivation. And so I had to switch it up by studying deep scripture, like going in really, really deep. And God started to speak to me through what I was reading and through those deep studies about things in my life and about things. And I was like, man, I was looking in one area. And it was really right here. I had to just go a little bit deeper, a little bit further. And it was right there. And it switched. And it changed because when you're in that war and you're in that battle and you're meeting at that same building behind the forest, and when you notice that you start meeting there and it comes under fire, well, guess what? You need to meet somewhere else now. And it doesn't mean that you you were wrong. It doesn't mean that you, you were in the wrong. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with worshiping or praying. That's absolutely stuff you're supposed to be doing in your private life. But as far as me getting that direction and strategy, I needed to go deeper in an area that I had been neglecting. And so, th- and, and this is about God bringing us up into maturity, bringing us up into fullness, not just read one verse and then spend the whole time praying because you want this over-spiritualized response, but, but study your Bible too, like as if you wanted to hear from God. And then pray too, as if you wanted to hear from God and worship too, as if you wanted to hear from God, but don't use those as only for experiences for yourself to have these uh, emotional, you know, over-spiritualized responses, but do it because you want to pursue God, because that's what really matters. Like I said, with that boundaries that, that he, he had to create with me, you know, so I wouldn't lose myself because I had to get stopped early, just like everything else we're talking about. So I want to, I want to stop it there. And I want to just quickly recap the verses from, from today. There was, there was two that I didn't get to read, but the first verse I talked about was Psalm 91.1. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The second verse from that first point I didn't get to read was in Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. It was, but when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Okay, and then in John 10, 27, uh, 20, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. And that was from point three that we protect the secret place and how we hear from God to get our direction. And Romans chapter 10, verse 17 was the last verse where it said, so faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. And that was about, you know, where I was talking about when I was diving deep into the word and Um, I didn't get a chance to get to that fourth verse, so I wanted to just make sure that I shared those verses for everyone listening to the playback who, or if you want to take notes later on and listen to the playback, but um, I want to, I want to cut the message there. I want to thank everybody for calling in, and uh, I know that we still have love, life, and victory to get into, but before we get into the love, life, and victory, I actually just wanted to take an opportunity to do a second greeting. If you call halfway through the message, three quarters, a sixteenth, one twelfth through the message, whatever, whatever you, whatever you, uh, I don't know if anybody caught that one twelve reference, but um, yeah, if you um, if you called in a little bit late, uh, I just want to give you an opportunity right now to say good morning and say hello to everybody. So, so 
So if you called in late, feel free to say good morning. We would love to say hello to you at this time now. Good morning. It's Nourishing Nikisha. Good morning. Good morning, Pastor Moses. This is Priscilla, Sister Priscilla. Oh, hey. Good morning, Priscilla. Good morning, Brother Moses. You're too funny. Good morning, Big Three family. This is Rochelle. Good morning, guys. Good morning, it's Krishonda. Happy Saturday. Good morning, Krishonda. Good morning, everyone. This is Natasha. Good morning. Morning, Moses. Morning, Victory family. This is Gloria. Good morning, Gloria. Good morning, it's Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, morning, this is Janice. Good morning. Was there somebody else who said good morning? I think it was kind of overlapped a little bit. Good morning, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to carry on if there's no more uh, greetings and good mornings and how you doing and good days. And um, again, I just want to thank everybody for calling in. I know it's it's early on a Saturday morning and I really appreciate, you know, everyone calling in on behalf of the whole team. And I, and I want to take this opportunity to, to thank the team and thank our team today and everybody that makes this happen. I mean, I know that, a, a lot of us might see, you know, hear the service as it happens, but there's so many moving pieces behind the scenes. There's so many people stepping in for other people. There's so many, there's so many folks that are spending the time to work on Excel spreadsheets that are how that are got this person going at this time, checking in. Hey, just want to let you know you're up on Saturday. I mean, there's so much. I just love seeing it. It's like everybody plays a part in this beautiful ministry and. It's absolutely a family. Um, and I just want to thank everybody for making this happen. All of you guys, all the way up from leadership and developing vision for the direction and for the future of the ministry to um, all the working hands, like the declares, like myself, who, who call on. We call on from everywhere, from East Coast to the West Coast. We're all calling in. And, and then for all of you amazing folks that call in and just listen and are blessed by this. And so with that, if you are blessed by Declare the Theory, I, I definitely encourage, encourage you to just uh, make make an offering, make a love offering, help out financially. There are a lot of costs to this stuff with, with websites and then hosting and, and servers and all that like boring tech stuff, or maybe it's not boring to you. But yeah, I just want to encourage you to give if you do have the ability to give. If not, continue calling in. And con- the, the best way to give if you can't give financially is to encourage others to call in, give them the phone number, get five people's phone number, um, and tell them every day, 6 a.m., except for Sunday. But um, yeah, so with that said, with all that said, um, I want to get into the love, life, and victory portion. This is my favorite portion. I pull out my notepad during this portion, and I just, I want to thank you in advance, and I just want to ask that if you are not actively speaking, please don't forget to look down and 
and check your mute button and make sure that you're muted because if there's too much noise, you know, we can't hear each other. So uh, just make sure you're on top of the mute, mute thing if you do share and then you, you go off, go back on mute. Um, but with that said, um, I want to open it up. If you have a comment, if you have a question, you something you want to ask me, you want me to clarify something, you just want to share something God's putting on your heart, please take this time to, to, to share that. Good morning, Moses. It's Nikisha. Um, wow, very powerful declaration. And what uh, got me was taking the 15 minutes to just silence the phone and all the noise and stuff. And then when you broke it down to five minutes, I don't even know if I could do the five minutes anymore. I'm just so like all over the place. I'll be having multiple devices going. My daughter will come in and say, what are you doing? Because I'm so used to living by myself for the past two and a half years. And I'm not used to somebody getting on my helmet about doing too much. And so it's really an adjustment. So especially with this quarantine going on, and it's like I'm talking a good game. It's like, yeah, we're supposed to be consecrating, blah, 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 but I'm just doing foolishness. You have multiple <laughs> things going, trying to listen to the news, trying to listen to a preacher, and then trying to uh, surf to see what I could buy or what I don't need to be buying. It's just it's ridiculous. So I really appreciate you uh, bringing up that aspect, especially since a lot of us have a lot of time on our hands. Um mm-hmm. And so instead of using that time uh, idly, we need to use it wisely and to just get closer to God. And then the other thing about how um, over-spiritualizing, because sometimes I find myself is like, just answer a simple question, and it's like, well, okay, amen, we're supposed to be just saying yes, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, my God. So um, thank you. <laughs> Good to hear your sound. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I got a lot of work to do. Uh, I don't even know if I could, I probably could do one minute right now. Just be silent. Uh, yeah, I need to get work up to five minutes and then I'll, I'll give you a report when I get to the 15. So <laughs> thank you. Yes. Have a great day. <laughs> Amen. Yes. No. And you know what? I'm right there with you too. And I remember when, you know, when the very first thing I did, I remember being at my office. I haven't been at my office in, since March, and I'm not going to be able to go back to my office until uh, hopefully September. At the moment, it's September, but they might push it back because Arizona is getting hit hard right now. Um, but um, I remember first seeing the initial like TV reports back when I started my job, and, and I was sitting in there. And I remember one of the first things I, I asked God about all this is, and I asked a bunch of questions to the Lord. And one of the things that I had, I had, I had was really hearing from God was like, you know, I've seen people before all this, they don't know how to take a break. They don't know how to, they don't know how to take rest. They don't know how to take Sabbath. And I, I, I've been on a, on a prayer chain. 15 almost 20 years now I've been on a prayer chain and I'll get prayers for people and I will immediately ask God God, why is that happening why what's going to happen to them I don't ask God to to heal right away 
ask God what's happening. And, and I will hear about them. Oh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna be healed. They're going to walk through this. And, and every time what he says, what he says every single time. But one of the things I hear is sometimes people get slowed down or put in the hospital or put because they would have killed themselves because they don't know how to take Sabbath. They don't know how to turn it off. They, they're working more than they even need to be working. They're not, they're not trusting. They're not holding on to God. They're, they're doing so much. They're never turning their engine off. And then they're in the hospital. And I saw that this was, for a lot of us, having this quarantine was probably quite possibly the best thing that could have ever happened to us because we would have never stopped. And, and we will recover. We will absolutely make it through this absolutely 100%. But the truth of it is, is that a lot of us would have never stopped. A lot of us would have never sat still. A lot of us would have never taken a break or a rest. And it's hard. And I agree with you because when I first tried that with um, sitting down, and I, couldn't, I couldn't do it for a minute. And I thought I was just like, oh, I spend time with God. I've been doing this and that, and I've done this. And, and it's like, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with your ability to just sit down and hear from God. And, and I got up to the point, it took me months to get to the point where, and this sounds crazy to a lot of people, but it took me months to where I could get to the point where I could sit down for 15 minutes and not think about anything. That is so hard. It is so hard. And so, yeah, I totally am right there with you. I, I know how, how hard that is. And, and man, it's tough. It really is tough. But you know what? That's why I said we, 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 wherever we start, get the start small, start with a minute, start with 30 seconds, start with five minutes. I've been, I've been, um, I've been learning what happens to our body when we do that. That's what I've been studying. And our heart rate drops so low when we just breathe and we just silence everything. You know, because when you're up and doing something, you're 78, 80, you start working out, you're up to 110, you know, you're going up there. But when we're, I, I check my heart rate at all the times of those. And when you're just breathing, you're just resting, you're just closing your mind, you're just being still, your heart rate drops super low. And like, you go to that place where you're silencing the world, you know, you're silencing everything else. So it's very interesting. It's crazy what happens to our body and our brain when when you see those things what's happening when we do that you know it's very very interesting so yeah i encourage you and i keep going keep keep going keep trying keep fighting for it that's why i said you got to fight for that secret place you got to develop it you know so does yeah does anybody else have hey, anything hey. else to say hey what's up what's up what's up i'm sorry oh man i'm like man moni when is moses because it's like you doing like <laughs> once a month and yeah i hate i heard that one so if you know your auntie a little bit ratchet but anyway um <laughs> wow you said so much i've been thinking lately too um just being in this time to just kind of get everything in balance because that over spiritualizing stuff and we realize that god is always enough and the human part, sometimes we forget that we need a balance to this thing. Because you can be, um, God didn't intend us to just, just be in prayer 24-7. He didn't. That's a little over much. Really, it is. And there are other um, ways he wanted us to learn, too. If you just really study and understand the spiritual side of it, we're human beings. So we need the the balance. And I was telling, it's so funny because I was talking to my 25-year-old, um, my baby girl's having a baby. So I was trying to show her some things to do to balance. And um, 
everything from emotional to spiritual to all of it. And I think Keisha said it too. Sometimes people say, how you doing? You go into a full-blown Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. No, just say I'm. That was real. <laughs> you know, that like you so were real. talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you were talking about just doing too much. Relax. All I did was say, how was your day? And you didn't already took me to the book of Revelation. No, I just. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really, really love. Uh, I love this place. And. Just getting into work, into the word and how I'm um, I'm studying a little bit different this these days. I'm, me and my son, Armani's 31, and to have him call me and we break down scriptures, I never thought I'd see that, right? And getting a different wow. twist on this thing from their, well, their, I'm talking about y'all because y'all babies, y'all side. And it's so dope to, to listen to these young people really get it. You know, so it's making me yeah. go, my 52-year-old self, I've never been the front row saying anyway. I, I, I'm the uh, the message version of the Bible. <laughs> but I do really <laughs> appreciate you and that secret place. Man, I tear up every time I just think about all the things that I've been through. And to know that God says, if you just be still and know, just be still and know yeah. that I am. And mm-hmm. it, we make it over. We do, sometimes we really do too much. We do. Yeah. I ain't looking at the news, to be honest. And and I'm silly, and there's a balance to it. And they they know because yesterday on the um, Friday Night Live call, <laughs> Brother Jeff was like, "Man, if it was a new caller calling, and they wouldn't even know because we know how to laugh and balance this thing out. Yeah, you no, know, we've had That's a rough so week. We're going through a lot. So when we come together on Friday, we still we still share the word of God, but we laugh with each other and we share stuff. And I think God likes that. He rejoices in that that we can do a balance to this thing. Yeah. So, I appreciate you and kiss that beautiful baby and wife and I'll be sharing little girl pictures soon because she's having a girl. So uh, Amen. I mean. Amen. Congratulations. Congratulations. We'll definitely be praying for smoothness and that because I know exactly, man, I'm right there. I'm, we're about to hit one year next month. I can't believe she's already a year. And you know what? I always used to hear parents say like, oh, they grow up so fast. And I'm like, Man, I feel like I've been 15 for 30 years. I'm a 15, 30, 30-year-old. 30 like, And it's like, no, they grow up fast. And it's Wait, like, I remember. You're going to be, yeah. Is she walking yet? She's almost walking. Yeah. Almost. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it's so crazy. <laughs> so, man, I'm so happy. That makes me, I I just love hearing that. And, and we really are going to be praying for your daughter. Thank and like, you. Man, yeah, please so do. She's, uh, she's not feeling good. Um lately okay. so yeah keep her lifted thank you yeah and we'll pr- we're gonna pray for her too uh uh today then we're gonna pray okay. today too um before we close out but yeah man i'm i'm just so happy to hear that and thank you always for being so encouraging and just so positive and and you always have that spin that's so true but that's you too though that's not just the community that's just you you know because you're you're always like that and i'm the same way honestly because like i don't personally I don't watch the news. I don't have news apps. I don't do any of that. There's so much fear that comes out. There's so much trauma. There's so much like, it's just like, it's just so, there's so much spiritual stuff that people don't realize is coming out of certain things. And I'm not saying it's wrong. If you watch the news, if you watch, there's so much stuff to stay informed on. That's amazing. That's great. But for me, like, I just do it in real life. Like I just do, like, if there's, there's something that needs to be done, I'm just going to do it in real life. I'm not going to post about it. I'm not going to be like, Oh, I'm just going to be about it in life. I'm going to serve people face to face. You know what I mean? I'm just going to do it. I don't need to prove anything to anybody, you know, like, and I, and, and I see that, you know, and I, and I totally agree. That's so funny that you say that because like, I have always felt that too about declare victory. Like it doesn't matter what's going on. 
like the heart of the community and declare victory has always been to serve one another, has always been whatever the status quo is, whatever's going on in the world, is to see like the the stuff beyond that, that people can't comprehend or understand. And I think that's what it's meant to be in the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven that we pull down here. It's meant to do the opposite of what people think we need to be doing right now. It's whatever the world's going, the kingdom of God is always opposite of that. The kingdom of God is always doing or has been doing something longer than the world even realized. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's crazy. Like, it's just really crazy. And yeah, thank you so much. And like I said, we are definitely going to pray for your daughter today. Like, that is so beautiful. I am like, even right now, I'm, way, I'm, I'm in the office next to uh, um, baby girl's uh, nursery, and I'm just waiting for her to wake up so we can start playing and we can watch Coco for the thousandth time. You guys, I, I have watched Die. Coco 6,000 times. <laughs> right. I've watched Moana 7,000 times. I've watched Ratatouille 20,000 times. I mean, I, just get ready. Just get ready for it. Get ready. I sing all the songs with her. I'm driving singing the Moana song. I'm, I, there's times where she's at a home, she's home at sleep and I'm playing the Moana soundtrack in the car because I'm like, that that song goes hard. I'm like, that's that Moana, that Moana intro track is, that's, hey, that song's you, a banger. Have you gotten the Tots, the Tots line? I don't, it's T-O-T-S, I might be saying it wrong. But no, it's not, I'll, I'll send it to your mom, Um, yeah, the babies, because I work at a preschool, but they love it and it's hip hop nursery rhyme, but it's so, what? yeah, I'm going to send it to you, it's real dope. Yes, send me that. That's amazing. We're always like looking for new stuff to be showing her because we show her the same stuff every day. We Disney Plus is the best investment we ever made. So um, definitely, thank you so much for sharing every all that and just bringing always bringing so much positivity no matter what. Like, I mean, we we all love and appreciate that about you. So thank you. Um, does anybody else have anything they'd like to share? I love you'd like to add? Hey, what's up? I love this money oh we had a couple couple folks there who was first there it's geraldine after uh mamoni you guys oh hey geraldine (laughs) (laughs) thank you geraldine hi dd it feels good to be able to not be at work right now or getting out of work because i was able to uh, sleep in this morning um except i overslept just a little bit so i want to apologize but i did hear a majority of your message and you know, you know, Moses, um, I just want to tell you that you are raw and real. You really are. Mm. Um, you speak about things that other people will not say. They're, they're thinking and feeling and hoping that someone brings it out. And and that's one good thing about you, um, amongst other things, of course. But you know, I like it that you're real and raw. And um, and what you spoke about today is is very very real. And there are multiple people. Um, multiples of people experiencing you know experiencing just that um the secret place is so important it's it's like a gas a gas station it really truly is a gas station and you're looking at your tank and you're like well i have a little bit more miles i have a few more miles i have a few more miles to go and you know you're you're trying to gauge your gas because gas is important to us Gas is very important to us on a daily yeah. basis, you know, and, and, and we're, we're at least once throughout the day, we're thinking about, do we have enough gas or did we put enough gas in or will we have enough gas? You know, that secret place is our gas station. <clears throat> and, and I loved your military um, um, story because, you know, 
if we don't protect that secret place, the enemy, the enemy will come for us. Like he'll go straight for the juggler. If I can just get that secret place and I can affect them through that secret place and I have shut them down. That is his main goal is to find the juggler and shut us down with every one of us. If he can shut us down right away, then he's got us covered for a few months until we figure it out. And God knows that he's the gas station. God knows that, that, that we have to come to him. And sometimes he'll allow it. He'll say, I'm going to allow that. Because I need my, I love my child. I'm going to allow him. I'm going to hold him. I'm on the side. I'm on the right side of him. I'm on the left side of him. I'm before him. And I'm behind him. So I'm going to let him go through this. Because I got him. I got her. I got them. But I'm going to let them fall down a little bit. Because I know they're going to get back up and dust themselves off. They'll get through this. And that's the way we have to think about our children and understand that God has us. God has our children. And what they're going through, I'm going to allow them to go through because it's going to be, be it's going to be best for them. I got them through this. They'll come back to me eventually to, to put in more gas into the vehicle. You know, <laughs> I hope that makes sense. But that's no, that's that does. <laughs> no, that does. And you speak, you're, you're definitely, you know, that's very convicting for me too, because I think one of the things I go through and, and maybe a lot of other folks go through on here is that maybe we, like, I know I can only speak for myself, but if you can relate to what I battle with, but um, is control. Like whether it is with, with my, with my daughter or whether it's with a family member or whether it's somebody like, it's very hard for me to love somebody where they're at and just trust that God's going to work on all their, their garbage or their tough stuff or the things they're battling with that. I don't need to be God and do that, but I do need to love them and I do need to trust them and I need to be, be there for them and, and draw up healthy boundaries and do things like that. So you, that is convicting for me. So I want to say thank you for sharing that because thank you for, for, you know, saying, cause I need to hear that. Like personally, I really need to hear that. And, and, uh, yeah, thank you. That's yeah, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. The, the most important thing that we can do, because you know, like you said, we've been on this prayer, uh, this prayer chain through through email with with our church for over twenty years, and when you know when we get these prayer requests, you're so right when you said there's a there could be a reason. We we don't want to interrupt that reason that God might have something uh, might be allowing something to take place because he allowed certain things in our in our very own lives to take place he allowed me to be an addict for 17 years he allowed it he allowed it for a reason because he knew what it was going to produce what was going to happen somebody was praying for me to be covered during my addiction so when we get these prayer requests for other people which is very important for a line such as ours is to to pray to pray that god that the god get the glory from it that the enemy does not get the victory out of this and that god continue to hold them through our job is really to be a security guard and let the enemy see our face and just seeing our face he, he knows that that situation is being covered by the blood of Jesus and God is going to get the victory for it and he's going to lose interest for it. So it's important that we really use wisdom in praying for people and it doesn't take a long time. It can take a few moments 
to seek God's will for the situation. So it's really important, you know, to, it's, that's really important. Um, in any case, in any case, I wanted to really, really ask you if you could please one more time tell us the verses that you that you mentioned this morning. I wanted to write them really quickly. Could you do that for us? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I could definitely do that. The first verse, the two verses in point one were Psalm 91, 1, and Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. And then in point three, the two verses were John chapter 10, verses 27 through 28, and Romans chapter 10, verse 17. And and those are from points one and three. Um, but yeah, thank you, thank you. And, and you know, it's not to say that like when I'm praying for somebody personally that, I, that I'm like, oh, okay, well, if they're, this is for another reason or this is happening that I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm just not gonna pray for them. But there's so much that we can pray for them in that moment, I think in fact, even more where we can pray for the peace for the family as somebody's going some, through something. We can pray yep. for, for their, their resolve, for their ability to, like, we can pray for them to, like, I know that you and I both have somebody in particular, um, and I'm not going to say names, that we've been praying for for a long time, and it hasn't been answered. So if it hasn't been answered, then we need to pray that that person understand who God is through this. We need to pray that that person gets what God has for them through this time. We need to pray that that person is able to hold their head up high and see God's love through every situation, that that person is able to understand more about God's character and on their return back. Because if God is allowing somebody to go through something and, and the, your prayer is not being answered, it's because he's doing something bigger than what your focus can see. Our mm -hmm. focus can only see like, oh, they're in bad situation A. I need to pray for them to get to place situation B where they're out of that. But we don't realize that God doesn't see situations as good or bad because he brings everything together for his good. So if somebody's mm -hmm. going through something that we perceive as bad, we perceive as hard, we have to step back and say, okay, God, you haven't answered what I'm praying. So what do you want me to pray for it? And that's what I'm saying to do exactly. when I get prayer requests, yeah. when you get the prayer requests, it's saying, God, I could sit here and pray for this person to get healed all day, but if it, the truth of it is, and we have to realize this, is people get prayed for healing all the time and it doesn't happen. So then mm -hmm. we need then we then we need to realize we're asking the wrong question. God, what are you mm -hmm. using this for? What is mm -hmm. what are you accomplishing through this situation? Um, so yeah, that's huge. I think that's a massive mm -hmm. thing, and we find all that in that secret place. But I don't want to. I, I don't want um, Geraldine is is in, is queued up right now. Geraldine, yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. Um, how, how are you? How are you? Hey, hello. I mean, good morning, and thank God. I mean, you know, I'm really feeling the secret place at this point. Mm. Um, you know, every time that you come, you bring it. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm still thinking about your Pokemon, um, you know, adventure. <laughs> no. No, my wife's going to kill me. You know, your daughter's uh, floor is your ceiling or your ceiling is her floor. I mean, I'm thinking, wow. I always, everybody's message on this line is so intricate. And mm -hmm. you just have to get it. Each person, each individual that is on this line have so many avenues and so many doors that have been opened by each of the declarers, those that pray. I mean, this is the KBLX of the 
Wow, I mean, it's smooth <laughs> word. It, you can, if you need your deliverance at that secret place, the doors have been open for 27 days. They have just been, I mean, kicked open. Some of them have been knocked down. Some of them have been remodeled. There's all kind of new avenues. And as you were saying how you can come in and be refueled, um, Moni, I am just impressed by God's work because he is so, we're building ministries of excellence. Amen. And so therefore, Amen. when in excellence, Everything is done decent and in order. And like uh, Didi, I love my Didi. She is the bomb from her <laughs> exercise to see her, I mean, you know, bring herself. She put her body in submission, even while going through struggles, even while in the test. This pandemic has been the most, I think it's to me, it has shifted everybody's that was selfish in their behaviors, the acts that they had, oh, well, you know, I'm going to the this, I'm going to the, you know, the snow bar, I'm going to the slush bar, I got to go and have my this. It took you to back home. We are back mm -hmm. at the beginning. It causes us to, instead of going to get a smoothie outside, we had to crank up our own, um, those, you know, $900 um machines that we bought, you know, the air fryers and the different things that we need to do. You're right. We do need to go and spiritually detox our bodies because all of us have been, I mean, you know, my doctor, he's like, oh yeah, you know, you're borderline diabetic. I was like, the devil is a liar. Same. So what you do, you say, I mean, you could say, say that, but not to him. I mean, you know, you're, I'm like, the devil is a liar. Because I, yeah. I bind it. I know what the generational curse of my family has been. Yeah. Okay? So what we do is we curse it. And you curse it mm -hmm. at the root because that's where it stops. No mm -hmm. high cholesterol. You know all of the notes that they give you. You know? Jesus and name, I am yeah. just so grateful for you, young man. I see the, I mean, heaven's gates are screaming our name. Every time that you come out, you come out slugging and you breaking down walls, so like I said, kicking those doors in the secret place. My God, I cannot, I mean, I'm over here going like, Lord, I don't know. I'm, I, you know how you, when you're bringing your word, and this is from a declare to a declare, I promise you, I never have a word. I'm like, God, why do I have to wait till six o'clock? It's like, can I get a message before 15 minutes? I'm serious. I'm, I, you know, some people, they're like, oh, yeah, I've been in my book for 30 days. I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so wore out at 3 o'clock that morning before we actually are coming on this line. And, I mean, the prayers are answered. You know, everything is set in place. These uh, schedules that we have, it means so much to everyone. You don't know the time that is spent, the messages that we receive. Just give it. To, if, if God puts you on the schedule, go for it. You know, that's mm. how I am. I'm like, Amen. you know, they're, they're like, you know, I'm the cheerleader, like, hey, I'm, you know, <laughs> because that's our opportunity. And you are right. I am, I am so charged up this morning. I'm like, oh, Lord, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But 27 days, y'all, we have had the secret place. 
and those uh, how they broke them down. We worship and we praise. We now are stepping into that golden, that golden state, you know. And some of you mm. all, you're probably still going like, yeah, I don't feel like that. But I'm telling mm. you, if you just plug in the power source, these messages are so dynamic. I am so excited about our next month. Oh, God, what an amazing. I mean, I don't know who's getting these one-liners, but they are amazing. <laughs> and I love you so much. I'm so proud of you and the baby and your wife. And, you know, I just always picture you all in at your uh, breakfast bar, you know, in your home and, you know, just sitting there having those major conversations, which is so important to us. Thank you so much for allowing me to ramble this morning. But I'm I'm just juice. I'm, I've got charged back up. Hey, you can't, you came in hard. I was like, oh, I was like, keep going. Keep, I was like, she's going to get a prophetic word right now. I was ready. I got my notepad out. I was like, I mean, I'm I just, just over here it. going like, cause you know, I don't have a message. I don't have nothing. It's like, okay, how did they do this? But he, you know what he said? He takes the little things to confine the wise. So what you need to do is just give wise and say, look, okay, Jesus, what hat do I have on today? Because, see, you know, when you go from prayer to um, into your declarations, it's the same thing. You go intense and you go hard. You go intense <laughs> and you go hard. You go hard or go home. <laughs> yeah. Man. You go. I mean, when you think about, oh, my God, Apostle Pierre told us, up, oh, uh, uh, you better get it, y'all, because Apostle Pierre <laughs> came in and broke it all. Look, he he was, he did, I mean, I can just go on and on and on on each declaration has been, I mean, preaching machines. God, I am free. I'm free. I don't know Amen. about y'all. Amen. Amen. Even Amen. that baby walking and a new one coming. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, y'all Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you, Nancy. Amen. Thank you so much for allowing us to sit on your panel this morning. It is <laughs> awesome Saturday. <laughs> hey, Geraldine is on that. fire. <laughs> I was going to say, I've never even heard you go in like that before. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> dang. I was like, all right, we, just, we got another oh, well, hour. Where's know, that men team? Where's Moni? We're going another hour today. We're we're not done yet. We're, <laughs> well, you know what? That's what great, you great, great. This is a smooth KBLX. Y'all don't even know. Hey, hey, know. The, hey, hey. <laughs> that KBLX uh, yes, reference yeah. that threw me right back, right? Because I miss home. Yes. I miss home so much some days. And that oh KBLX God. man. Well, well I downloaded the app when I came to Nevada, so if you got to do that hey. or go to Facebook, you know, I, I had to get my KB. When she, when she started with the Pokemon, I was like, okay, because I remember that message, too. And then she said, KBLX, I said, okay, we back in the bay. Come on now. <laughs> you know, because he in Arizona, I'm in Nevada, so we missing that KBLX. So I was like, oh, I got to get the app. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you knew. You was going to hear the best. I mean, yeah. you can go, You and you know what I love is I love going to the Berkeley Marina and listening mm. to KBLX. You wow. out there on that water, it's like, okay, Lord, am I going to walk out on the water? No, you just walk out on the pier, sister. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the most Bay Area thing you can do. <laughs> like, I know you miss it. I miss you guys here being in the Bay Area. But I believe that um, our great expansion and our, our acceleration and all that other stuff, we've been we've been excelled to another level, y'all. Mm-hmm. We're just going on. We got to keep going Amen. on. Amen. I love Amen. One hundred percent. Thank you. I, you know what? And I want to I want to move with that. I want to. You know what? If anybody else has anything they want to share, I just feel the spirit moving. Just just share what's on share what's on your heart if you have anything right now. Moses, this Miss D. Good morning. Oh, hey, Miss D. Hey, good to hear. Good Hi. to hear you. It's been a Hi. while, man. Thank I hope you. you've been in a while. Been in my secret place. <laughs> <laughs> The battles are real, and I needed to retreat into my secret place. And I think what you said is so relevant, learning how to defend that secret place. Because it's Mm -hmm. a place that I needed to go. Everybody can't be in there with me. So Mm -hmm. I needed to be in that place. And God has been teaching me about the war that has been coming before me, the wars that he has allowed that aren't my battle to fight. I was out there fighting things that weren't for me to be fighting. So I had Mm -hmm. to retreat. And when I retreated and sit in the safety under the shadow of his arms, even in the scorching sun, even doing COVID-19 and all the other things that are taking place on this planet haven't been shaken. And learning how to breathe through the process and not get anxious and not try to go out there and fight those fights on my own. Letting go of some of those things you mentioned about what people may have experienced growing up that have kept them not able to be defending their secret place because you continue to be under attack by things that are personally affecting that be still and know that I am God. Yeah. So what I've learned is like just maintaining that hope no matter what it looks like. You guys are just talking about praying for someone and not seeing or God not answering. God has been answering for me, but it wasn't what I was looking at. Like you said, God sees bigger than me and his plans for everyone is not my plan for what I think their lives should be like. Learning to accept that fact in the secret place has released me from that self-imposed little place that I go to where I think I know what it should look like. So I am so grateful. Thank you for this declaration this morning. I love listening to your voice. It's so soothing and peaceful, and I thank God. And in my secret place during that time, I have a wall. We used to talk about this earlier. I have a wall with a lot of work on it, my prayers, my visuals. Um, I went to see your mom and went to church with her based on a a drawing I had did that's hanging on my wall now. And I have some other ones that's showing me things that God has presented in my spirit. But during this time, my son has been saved. One of my prayers on the wall, let me see this in the land of the living when you start to redeem my children and my son. Like Didi was talking about, we call and we talk. He says prayers. He's praying. And I just imagine him on his knees every morning praying, and here he is. And I'm thankful for the secret place that took me from thinking that I knew how this should work out for him and my other children to allowing God to manifest himself in their lives like he did in mine. Thank you so much, my young son, my brother in Christ. I love you. Be blessed. Yeah, thank you, man. That is, that's huge. Like that is, uh, that that's pretty big. So, uh, you know, honestly, I I just want to thank, as always, like coming on, sharing that. Honestly, like I I just see so much right now. What we're getting it, you know what I mean? Like we, just as a community, as a family, we're getting it. 
and and it's about retreat that's our secret place it's our gas station it's where we're seeing things happen which and you know i didn't even get even i'm so happy that you touched on that because honestly the big thing i wanted to get to and, and maybe i might need to talk about this uh, another time but you know we have we have different themes and and you know subjects we're, we're asked to, to try to stick to uh you know the declares you all know you get that same you get that same text, you get that same message every month. But, um, you know, when you are going to that secret place, you're getting the answers to the things that you're praying for. You're, you're getting, you're finding out how to, you know, the reason why Jesus was 100% on point all the time is because he would, you know, you see countless times through his ministry, Jesus went off to pray. Jesus went off to be alone. Jesus got in the boat by himself. He went to the other side of the water. Like all these things where he was going to God to get those directions. And, and you know, I've got to be honest with you guys. Like I, I, have, I have family members that I'm praying for, that I'm holding on to. And, and I prayed one way for so long for them to get saved or to have, the, to have some kind of breakthrough in their life. And I didn't see breakthrough in their life until I started praying what God was telling me to pray for them. Because when, when I had family members that were, that were in addiction or that were, that were hurting or that were, were going through some crazy, crazy, I mean, crazy life things and, and scenarios and situations that I know a lot of you can relate to where you are stressed and worried about somebody. And I'm not even talking about stress or worry because they're going, going through something. I'm talking about stress or worry because of gang stuff, because of street stuff, because of they can get hurt. This person they they can't you have a loved one that can't go to a certain part of town you know i'm talking about real issues like that it wasn't until i started going to god to say god what what is going on what what god what do you, you got to tell me what, what is going on here what because i i can't hold on anymore and i'm scared that every time i get a phone call that i'm going to find out something bad happened to them or that they they got arrested or something happened or, or, or something lord i need something here lord and I felt God telling me, that, and, and the, what happened was the first time he just showed me an image. He showed me an image of this, of this family member, this loved one being held down, two angels on either side holding them as this person was being um, just grown and just, just being, growing through the, growing through the pain and the hurt. And that's when I realized, oh, this is bigger than my understanding. This is bigger than what I know. And and I I said, well, you know what? No matter what happens in the crazy phone calls and the crazy moments, I'm going to just trust you, Lord. And we're talking not six months, not three months, not a year. We're talking years of moments that made me want to give up on this person. Years of moments where I figured, I came to the point where I'm like, if I just do, if I cut this family member off, then I won't need to get those crazy phone calls anymore, and I won't have the fear, or the stress that something bad's going to happen to them. And we might have all been at that place where we think the best thing to do is to just let them go, just let them go, because if you stay close to them, they're going to do something that's going to bring you pain and hurt, and that's not what God did to us. Because imagine the love that we have for these family members that, and the sons and the daughters and the husbands and the prodigals. You know, imagine God's heart, and he has nothing but prodigals. He has all these sons and daughters spread all throughout the world that are hurting each other, that are hurting people right now, that are 
that are not conveying his heart, that have no idea who they are, that have no idea whose who's son or daughter they are, you know, and, and he holds on to each one of us and we got to hold on for them. And when, and I, and I knew God was telling me that this is their testimony, that it is, it is shaped by pain. It is shaped by adversity. And I remember Pastor Laval saying one time, you don't know God unless you've known pain. And, and just knowing, man, I'm sitting there listening to that declaration that day, listening to him speak, just thinking to myself, that's why we got pain. That's why we have the hurt. Because we have to understand God's heart. And we will not understand God's heart until we know the adversity, until we know the pain, and we know how we should be treating each other, how we should be loving each other. And it's a wake-up call in a lot of ways. And so, yeah, I mean, man, that's such a message for today, too. You know, so thank you for bringing that up. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us. We share in each other's victories. We share, declare victory, but we're so much more. You know what I mean? And and we share in each other's stories. We've how many of us have? If I if we could each see each other's hands, how many of us have financially helped one another in this community that we're going through a hard time? How many of us have prayed with one another in a in a hard time at two in the morning? Or we get that text at 10 o'clock at night from a declare victory family member and we need, we need to get, we need to actually wake up real quick and we need to actually pay for them because this is serious. How many of us have actually gone to drive out or travel somewhere to meet up or go to church with somebody from declare victory? Because I could say yes to all those. And I could say yes that somebody from this community, from people that are on the line today have done that for me and my family. You know, so it's like we, we got to continue that. You, you make a change in the world where you are. And we're making that change where we are right now. And it's going to travel because if Jesus started it with 12, we've got a lot more than 12 people in Declare Victory. There's going to be some noise that gets left as a legacy from this ministry. So I want to thank you guys for that. And I know we're going a little bit over. I apologize. I stopped late today. Um, I want to close out in prayer. But like I said, I feel, I feel God moving. And, 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 I, and I love this. And I love that we get to... Um, I love that we get to share this, you know, and, and I want to share this moment. Um, Dee Dee, I want to lift up your daughter, too, in prayer right now. So if you guys can agree. But you know what? I want to lift up all of our family right now. Everybody, and I'm really feeling led to this. We're going to continue to see breakthrough. And I believe that you kicked it off right now perfectly with when you mentioned the prayer for your son. Um, yes, let's, uh, let's do this. Um, you know what? I want to actually, you know what? I want to stop that real quick because I feel like there's so much to be shared right now. And if you got to go, I totally understand. No hard feelings. If you got to sign off, go for it. But I want to actually continue to open this because I feel like God's moving right now. I feel like there's so much power being shared. And Geraldine, you pretty much busted the, 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 if there was a dam, you broke it down and the water's flooding now. So that it's your fault. I'm blaming you if anything happens. But if you have something you know, to share, I'm, you know, I'm in put, it. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you know what? Let's continue sharing because I feel like God's really speaking through because this is what I want to do right now. God's using testimonies to power others that are on the call right now because there's some of us that do have sons right now that are prodigals and, and, and we just got faith filled by that right now. And there's some of us that have brothers and sisters or a dad or a family member who we're holding on to. And, and, I think we need to just keep sharing right now and keep speaking about what God's put in our heart. So if you have something on your heart and you were waiting, I think you should share what God's putting in your heart. Don't, right I don't like it. Hi, I Brother Moses. I just want to jump in real quick. 
Hi, this is Priscilla. I just, oh, I'm hey, Priscilla. To, hey, I'm just listening to you guys, and I'm, I'm relatively new, but to the family, and I, I just want to get it, get on the table. You know, I just want to join the family, and I just, yeah. I, I'm so, uh, I just want to say to everybody that I am so um, thrilled and happy when I listen to you all and you all share. And Pastor Moses, um, are you a pastor? Are you Pastor Moses? Uh, you know, I mean, Declare Victory recognizes me as a pastor, but you know, I'm just, I'm just a normal guy. Okay. Well, that we're all normal, hopefully. But anyway, I just want to say thank you so much for, um, to everybody and to you as well. And of course to Dion and all the teams, but you guys just don't know how special and maybe you do. Um, but from the outside coming in and new, it really is a breath of fresh air. And I've learned so wow. much in the time that I've been on and I've been um I was I was reflecting God's reminding me of when I started going to my church. So I'm not a church person. I wasn't raised in church. So uh I've been in my church where I am about twenty five years. Okay. And getting to declare victory was just a life preserver. I've said that before and I mean it. It's helping me refine it's kind of it's helping me refine my, 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 um, if that's the right word, my, um, my relationship with God and getting to some deep things and to asking the right questions and, and refining that secret place and that relationship and what that looks like and how to get the answers that you've been asking for or praying for for years and, and you just said it, you're not getting the right answer because you're praying the wrong thing and this is what you need to ask for. Just, you know, seems simple, but it's not. It really isn't. Yeah. And I'm just grateful that I got to this point where I didn't give up because, you know, it's a long time coming where you're frustrated. And I think the frustration kicked in in the last 10 years, maybe, maybe 12, where you're just saying, you know, this it's got to be more. I'm not getting it. You know, and then I love your teaching today, the battle of the secret place, because, and then breaking it all down as it relates to the Bible and supporting how every time it got destroyed and how it started with Adam and Eve and looking at it the way you looked at it. And I just, I must just say, I loved it. And I agree with whoever said your voice and, and your approach. Um, not to say that, not, not to take away from any other declarer, because there's so many wonderful ones on Declare Victory line, but your approach is just you, and it's effective, and it works, and you listen. You just listen. Like someone's telling the story, like a, reminding me of, you know, a round table at a campfire, and you're sitting around, and it's so peaceful, and you were a kid, and someone told this great story, and it just took your attention, and you remembered every single detail because of the way they tell, told it, and that's what wow. I got. I, that's what I get from you. And that's what, um, and I just like, I just eat it all up. And I'm a walker. I like to exercise and get out and walk and look at nature. And I thought, yeah, why why haven't I done that more often than talking to the Lord? I probably would end up hours and hours just doing that because I, <laughs> I like to do that. You know what I'm saying? Something I would enjoy. Yeah. Something as simple as that, that we make it so complicated sometimes, you know. But anyway, I just want to say that I'm just grateful because I'm running off to work today. So, but I'm still going to try to listen in the car without the noise on mute. And I'm grateful <laughs> that I'm just, I made it to this table and I look forward to meeting everybody one day. God bless you Amen. all. Amen. 
Hey, man, that's so powerful. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you know, I, I mean, we're happy to, to have you with, as the family has grown over the years. Like, I, I was so warmly accepted four or five years ago now I've been doing Declare Victory. It's been, it feels like three months, you know, but man, it is a family. So, yes, thank you. Continue. Please continue. And if you can, I'm going to tell you this, if you can walk and pray right now, do it because I'm out in Arizona and it is eight o'clock in the morning. It's already 90 degrees. And it's, and today the highs are 106. So I cannot walk. So walk for me, please. If you can wherever you're at, but thank you. Thank you for calling in. Um, does anybody else have anything, whatever God's putting on your heart? I mean, I, I think we're ministering in a different way today. We're ministering out of a place of joy. We're ministering out of a place of this is celebration where we're celebrating each other and we're honoring each other. You know what I mean? So, um, I believe we had two others that were waiting in line, right? Hi, Brother hey, Moses. This is Pam. I don't know who else. I'll, I'll go after that. Oh. Hey, Brother Moses. It's Rochelle. I just wanted to tell you, when I said you're funny, you are funny because you're so comical. You make me laugh. Um, I, just, I love how, um, you know, when you declare I, the secret place, and how this, these, as Geraldine said, these 27 days, it's not just the 27 days. It's every day yeah. God allows us to declare victory. This ministry is such a blessing for everyone. It's so many different levels. Um, you know, don't change, you know, how you put it out there because the way we, I may speak to someone to get them to get an understanding. They may not hear it the same way that they hear it from you. And I have learned that to be free in who God has created you to be and how he, whatever he gives you to deliver, deliver it the way he gives it to you. So you, so you can capture whatever it is that God, you know, that pinpoint um, It's just so amazing how, um, you know, I have declared victory on and you can sometimes see my son kind of like stop and kind of look in the room, kind of lean back a little bit. So that's why you, you never know who's listening. You never know who, who you're capturing. Even the words, whatever, like you said, when God says give it to whomever and however, do it the way he says do it, because that is the excellent part. It touches, you know, the wherever he wants it to touch. Um, and just learning that secret place. I don't believe, and I know it's a pandemic, but it's more to me the shelter in place to sit us down and say, you know, God says, I'm doing this for your good. You guys are too busy. You're doing all of this. You're doing all of that. You want you confessing and saying one thing, but I'm going to hold you to it. I'm not going to punish you, but I'm going to hold you to it. You know how our parents say, I'm doing this for your own good. This is for our own good. This is the time that, you know, we can make good on our, our word with God. If we say we're going to do something, He's given us the opportunity to do it. So I love you. I love Moni. I love Moni. And I love your runway daughter. Keep, keep <laughs> taking the pictures of her. <laughs> the expressions on her face just in itself. So I love you and I love the care victory and keep putting it out there the way you're doing it because God has truly, you know, blessed you. So continue to bless other people and amen to the son that has given his life to Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. Yeah. That is so huge. You guys, that is so massive. Like we, we are going to worship and pray later. We need to lift that up. But also I just want to ask that everybody, if you're not talking right now, just if you could be on mute, just so we can hear who who's sharing at that time, if you could just look down and make sure you're on mute. 
And um, Pam, I think you were waiting to go next, right? Hi, Moses. Yeah, wonderful declaration, wonderful conversation this morning. Um, <clears throat> well, um, so many other people said some of the things that I was thinking, but um, I don't know. I keep going back to what Moni was saying. Your precious mother, bless her heart. Um, she said something about when she was talking about going to the gas station, like that secret time, that secret place that we seek um, with the Lord. And it's like going and getting gas. Um, and then she said, sometimes he'll let you fall. And that's my, I love the Lord that he continues to know how to get me to the secret place. And it doesn't take a lot. Um, so I appreciate the times when there's challenges now where he knows I'm going to hasten to his throne. I had just posted this song by Whitney Houston. But yeah, he knows exactly what to do to get me to his place. So I just thank God so much all the time for just keeping me close to him, not letting me veer off like um, the shepherd. I just thank him so much for that. I learned also on this Declare Victory call about um, going into prayer. I used to never be an early morning person until I got on this line. And so I wake up like at four o'clock in the morning now. And, um, and when I do wake up in the middle of the night, I thank God that he reminds me to think of him. I used to not think of him before this um, shelter in place. I was sheltered in place before this shelter in place because I was out of work for a year. So I was so happy to be back out, you know, but God was trying to, he, he wanted me to lie down. He wanted to make me lie down in the green pastures. And so that's, I, I see what he's doing now. I'm not questioning him. It's just clearly the time for him, me to continue to um, be thankful that he's making me lay down in green pastures. Um, I hope this is making sense. I just wanted to give a declaration to God. God is so good. I love him so much and he loves us. And that secret place is special. When I come and encounter him in the morning and I ask him, I want to talk to you throughout the day. I want to hear from you throughout the day. I want to spend time. It's so much more peaceful and fun. And I, he's with me. And it's just a beautiful place. And we all, I know so many, there's so many people struggling so much right now with mourning. And I pray for you all because you can't all do that. Um, but I just continue to lift you up in prayer. And then just when God has to, you know, when you can um, that time of just remembering that God is first and just thinking about him when you wake up at two or three in the morning, I thank him for bringing my thoughts to him. So um, that's all I want to say. Thank you so much for your share and have a blessed day, everyone. Hey, Pam, real quick. Um, do you have some, anything, and, and I'm just feeling something in my heart for you and I want to just share it with you, but do you have something new coming up? Like, I, I, I don't want to say a new job. I don't want to say, but it's like a new something that's starting maybe within the next couple of weeks, next couple of months or, or something like that. Is there anything that jumps out? No. Nothing? But, okay. But so, God. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. So I want to share, I want to share that with you. So I don't know if you've been asking for something, but so, there's, there's going to be somewhere you're going to get taken new within the next couple of weeks and the next couple of months and your ability and your hunger for hearing God right now in this season is going to power that season. And you're going to go and, and I don't, um, I don't want to say a job. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but there is going to be something new that starts right now and your hunger for hearing God right now, what's being cultivated inside of you is going to power that season because the way that you were hearing from God before wasn't, it wasn't quite a, it's not that it wasn't right, but it wasn't to the extent or the level that God's going to need you to pursue him and to hear from him in this next upcoming season right now. And I want to yeah. seal that over you right now in in Jesus name that you are going to go to a deeper place of not only your revelation and understanding 
but of your hunger and your pursuit for God. And that's going to perpetuate and power the entire season. And in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray over her right now, Father. And if you could disagree with me, if you can hear yes, this right Lord. now, if you're still on the call yes, right Lord. now, that that you are going to, your ability to hear from God, your ability to pursue God is going to, you're, you're going to continue to wake up at four in the morning. You're going to continue to go to that place. And I want to prepare you right now that don't, don't let, don't let the difficulty of the season, if there is, if it's hard, don't let that discourage you because where you're going, the depths that you're going in with God right now are going to be, they're going to be the thing that carries you through that because you can hear from God, because you can hold on to his promises and that you're diving deeper in the word, that you're waking up at four, that you're interceding, that you're praying, that you're doing all stuff and it's going to power that, it's going to power that season. So I want to seal that, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Thank you. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody, does anybody, do we, oh, okay, you know, I want to share something real quick though, before the next person goes up, I want to share something. Um, I want to thank you guys for agreeing with me in prayer with that. And, and Pam, we're going to be interceding for you. My wife and I will, will continue to be interceding for you that and, and be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for something it could be anything new it could be it, it could be some something new whether it is work related or ministry related or something just be on the lookout for that and know that god is preparing you for that by waking you up at four because when i used to wake up at four i got attacked bad our fire alarm would go off every morning at 355 to prevent me from being able to focus at four in the morning i'm not even kidding the craziest things would happen that time was coming under attack so protect that time. And today's message, is, I think, is very timely for you. But, but in that place where we were getting attacked like that, I want to share a quick story. If, you don't, if you're listening and you might be newer and you don't necessarily understand the power of prayer, or maybe if you're going through something and you've been a Christian for a while and you need a little refresher on the power of prayer, my wife and I, that apartment that I was just telling Pam about, where we would wake, my wife and I would wake up at four and we were getting attacked. Like cr the craziest things would happen like needing to evacuate the apartment at four in the morning, like we, everything, the enemy is trying to do everything to prevent us from pray, praying at four in the morning. That was, I was at home at that time working from home. My wife was working in oral surgery and we prayed our faces off in that apartment. We interceded for people like you would not, you could, it was constant prayer and worship in that house, in that apartment. And we we're on the third floor on the corner. And I, and I'm not saying I necessarily agree or back up with, with this methodology, but her sister was telling her that, um, she was getting into like spiritual stuff. And, and so she was researching, um, you know, spiritual things. And so we were trying to guide her into, you know, <laughs> developing a relationship with the Lord, but she's still, she's still finding that, you know? And so what happened is that she, um, she downloaded this app that tells you where there's, there's strong like uh spiritual energy in a city and uh like people will use it for like cultivating to points where there's a lot of um spiritual energy whether it's it's good or bad and she said that she she downloaded the app out of curiosity and was looking for the, the the energy points in this city and she said that one of the most strongest ones on the map she followed it because it was across the street from where she lived she lived across the street from us. And so she was like, oh, you know, Moses and Nicole used to live there. And she said that she followed it. And the strongest point is super big was over our old apartment. Exactly. That she followed it exactly there. And it's not that I'm saying that, you know, some app can, you know, do that or whatever. Maybe it can, maybe it can't. 
But the fact of the point is God used it to remind me, don't forget how powerful those moments are that you can leave something behind you. Imagine if all of us are doing that and that, because I believe that's a reality. I, I do personally believe that we're praying somewhere. You're going to change that atmosphere. People are going to move into your house after you and their marriage is going to get healed because you worshiped in the living room every day. I believe that our jobs and our workplaces are going to transform because we walk in there and we just declare Jesus is Lord over this workplace. Jesus is Lord over so-and-so's attitude. And so-and-so always throws people under the bus in meetings and tries to blame other departments for their failures. Jesus is the Lord over their attitude. Jesus is Lord over my boss. That company affects people. If you work for a company right now that, that has a product that goes out into the world, guess what? You have a product that can affect hundreds of thousands of people, that can affect thousands of people, and you're there for a reason. If you're in the tech company, you make software, God wants your hand, your fingerprints on that software because that means his fingerprints are on that software going out to thousands of people every day. Okay? If you work at a school, you are every year putting God's fingerprints on the hearts of the young people that are going to go fill and populate this earth. Okay. If you work at a hospital, oh my God, you are sent, you walk through those halls as you're going to deliver paperwork to somebody, as you're going to have a meeting, walk through those halls and pray with people because we do not always remember how powerful that secret place is. And I'm telling you right now, just like when Elijah told his, his servant, or is it Elisha or Elijah? Somebody correct me on that. I don't know why I always forget that. But he says, open the eyes of my servant Lord and let him see when he's scared and he's like the enemy army's coming and he looks around the, the, the hills and he sees that it's filled with chariots of fire. And I'm going to tell you this right now, that is a gifting that I operate in. And I see those things all the time on people. I see somebody doesn't even understand what they're packing in the spirit. They don't understand what it looks like. Okay. Got to remember it is more powerful than you think. You might think, man, like we were talking earlier, it might be hard to get to a minute. It might be hard to get to five minutes. But if you pray for 30 seconds, I guarantee you the ground around that building is trembling right now by the presence of God. If you even say the name of Jesus right now, that is no light thing. If you say the name of Jesus Christ, I guarantee you the very land at that house, that apartment, that townhome, that company, that freeway that you're stuck in traffic on or something, it's getting healed by speaking the name of Jesus alone. See, as Christians, that's why I said we sometimes over-spiritualize it. We think that it needs to be some intense emotional reaction but you don't even know what's going on in the spirit you don't know how powerful that is in that moment we used to pray in that house for that apartment for every day for a year we were only there for a year and i remember before i left i was like god and i prayed this specifically and this is why i'm bringing it back to this i said god show me who's going to live here next and he showed me a young couple and i said lord i want to pray for their marriage i want to pray for the people they affect i want to pray that they will become believers I want to pray that they will minister to people. And I want to pray that they're brought into this specific apartment um, to, for the sake of healing their marriage and bringing them into alignment with you and bringing their lives into submission of you. I want to pray that as powerfully as you were while we lived here, that you would be here while they live here. And look what I get told a year and a half after we move there, a year after we move out of there. You know, God, God loves legacy prayers. He loves prayers that think about yesterday, today, and tomorrow because he is a God of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And, and I, I want to continue to give a little bit of time for others to share, because I just feel the spirit moving so powerfully right now, and I just I, I want to facilitate that. So um, if you still have something to share, please, I encourage you to share something. If something is on your heart, if you're still on the call. And Moses, real morning. quickly, it's Miss Date. 
Oh, hey, Miss T. I just and wanna, then we have somebody else. I just wanna, yeah, I just want to add my daughter Charlie's name to when we start praying, who is suffering with mental health and addiction, currently okay, hospitalized. Charlie? Add her name on there. Charlie, yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay, absolutely. Yes, 100%. And who who was uh, waiting after Miss T? Um, good morning, Declare Victory. <clears throat> good morning, Brother Moses, um, Pastor Evangelist. Um, you're just awesome in the spirit, and I get so much out of And I'm so blessed um, all the time when I join the um, Declare Victory line. Uh, <clears throat> this is Melinda in Sacramento, and um, I'm just very heavy. I don't know the sister that said that if you don't know pain, you don't know God. And I've been in so much pain. Um, lately, uh, I just turned 57 on May 27th, and it's not that I'm putting anybody on blast, but <sighs> can you just play for me and Sister Kendra? Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know, it hurts because she came down here and spent my birthday with me. It's just so easy for her to false prophet. And I didn't know a lot about her. I mean, this in Seattle. I guess for five years we were just running amok doing drugs and just being crazy. See me in the crack house. It seems like you're not supposed to be here. What else I should <laughs> Let's, um, you know what? Let's just, Melinda, we're going to go into some prayer. Dee Dee, are you still on the line? Yes, I'm here. Dee Dee, can you, can you lead us in prayer for Melinda right now? Um, and we're just going to stand in agreement with you. Okay, so Father God, heal her heart for anything that's been done to her. Father, we don't know the story, God, but you do. So we just pray right now that you, God, can mend it and fix it and just, just give her a refresh to be able to trust in you no matter what's happening because we don't know, God. So come on, saints. Pray with me for restoration, for power, Thank you. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Lord, and we just seal that, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, we seal that I command what has broken relationship, Lord, what has, has infiltrated the hearts of your sons and daughters, Lord, in this story, in this moment, Lord, Father, that you would bring a minister, just a, an ointment, Lord, the way that an ointment feels to, to a dry, irritated, hurt part of our body, Lord, the ointment brings relief, Lord, that that relief would come, Lord, that that relief would come, Lord, and we pray that down. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Moses. Thank you, Didi. Thank you for stepping in. Thank you. And Melinda, I would ask that if you, if if you are, if um, if you're on, if you if you would, I don't know if you have Facebook, but if you could just maybe grab somebody has Facebook. If you don't. And, and jump into the victory room and, and maybe uh, uh, shoot an email and, and so we could follow up with you and we can be praying with you and we can have get the right ladies in touch that will um, that, that will, that will get we'll be able to follow up throughout this because we don't want to just have a moment right now 
and that there's Amen. not continuous prayer for, for no, healing for that. Because that's thank what we believe so in, much. okay? Thank and I want to thank you for your transparency. I want to thank you for your vulnerability in doing that. Release it, release it. Focus on me. Moses, I just want to thank you for being sensitive to the Holy Spirit because if we would have got off the call, then this would not be taking place right now. So just thank you. That. Yeah, and and thank you everyone for jumping in. I mean, this this is testimony. This is testament to, you know, when one of us is going through something right now, we all we all get up, because I know that when I was I was going through stuff, then there have been times where I've been going through stuff. Every single one of my brothers and sisters on this call stood up for me, and it was the text messages behind the scenes, and it was the emails behind the scenes, and it was, hey, I've got the Lord put this on my heart to bless your family, and the times where the Lord has done that through me and vice versa you know what i mean and i want to let you know that you are never alone in this and i know that some of us it's hard for us to share in our struggles with each other but i encourage you to find somebody get in the victory room find an accountability partner and be that accountability for somebody be that person that's interceding even if you guys might check in once a month be checking in be talking to each other because i want i want to do that and i want to pray because there's a lot of stuff that Sometimes we can get it done in two hours. Sometimes we can get it done in an hour and a half. But I think today what's going on is there's a lot of hidden stuff that's coming up, that's coming out right now. And you got to just let it go. And you got to you got to let loose right now. And this is not just for one person. This is for all of us that are holding on to something. It's okay. It's okay. Like that prayer earlier, man, when we first started, we might have blown it yesterday, but we're here today. We showed up to the altar today. And that's what matters. And I'm, I, I failed yesterday. I failed Friday. I failed Thursday. I, I failed Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday. None of us are better than the other. You know, it might have been a great message today, but I'm going to let you know I'm hurting too. You know what I mean? Like we are all there. No one is perfect. None of us is complete. Our entire life is an un, undoing. Um, so I want to, uh, you know what? Like I said, if you got to go, you got to go. But this, we're getting, we're finding healing right now. If there's something on your heart, I would ask that you please just share it, that you that you that you let it out because, hey, like Moses. I said, a lot is coming out. Moses. Yes, go ahead, Didi. I just want to. Somebody needs to mute though, because there's still a lot of noise. If you can, oh yeah, check to mute your line, whoever that is. Thank you. There is a spirit of. Hang on a second. Um. Well, with so much going on. That feeling of anxiety, and then we already are not trusting, and so when things happen, I kind of heard what you said, but I want us to know that deception doesn't stop because spiritual warfare doesn't stop. So always be prayerful. Stay in, and when he says to pray and watch, and that goes back to being over spiritual, um, over spiritualizing things too. You got to always persevere by the Spirit, right? Seek God and don't put trust in man no matter what. But I do want us to remember to that we do have a safe, this is still a safe place, and there are victors on the line right now that you can talk to about anything and, and it's safe. 
and it's safe. I just don't want us to, to lose sight of what declare victory is. We declare victory, and there is a lot of people on the line that are real and wrong or transparent, and we're not about deception or disbelief. I just want to, to put that out there and know that you can trust declare victory. I just want to know, make that clear. This is declare victory. We are victors, and we've been almost seven years straight. So I just want you to know that. There's some safety here. So reach out. Reach out. And Moses, thank you so much for being obedient because this call went to the, it went somewhere else this morning. It went somewhere. Last night started, we had a healing on the line last night that we didn't even know was taking place. It started off, we were laughing and joking, but by the time that call ended, oh my God, you can feel the, the, it was a lift. And that's, that's, I just want to say that. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Whatever it is, let it go. There's some people that need to let some stuff go right now. And that's what exactly, thank you, Didi, for, for calling that out because it needed to be said because that's why I'm staying on the line right now because it, if it happens at 8.45, it happens at 9.30, if they kick us off and, I, hey, we got to call back on, then that's just what we got to do today. It's my day off. I don't, I don't care because what's going on is we're breaking through some things today, and I don't know if you saw where I was going with it, but whatever we need to do right now to break it through, if you're on the call right now, we need to let it go. And I'm not going to let you hang up. Whoever it is, whoever's holding on to this, you got to let it go because we'll, we'll stay on this call for three hours if we have to. But God, God has brought healing today. There is healing. There, it is there for us today. And I want to let you know, even if you're praying at home right now or you got this on speakerphone and your family's asleep or they're starting to wake up right now, I want to, I want to let you know my mom blasted declare victory did not matter what time any of us had to wake up it did not matter my sister's asleep in one room my brother's asleep in the other room i'm trying to sleep i just went to bed two hours prior to that my mom used to blast declare victory on speakerphone i would hear her i would hear everybody praying i would hear her in her closet doing her praying in tongues and everything and i'm like man what is she doing in there i've never even heard anything like that and look at me doing declarations and all these years later now all these years later my brother's under her household and she's able to sculpt him all these years later my sister spends time with god and she's going to a christian college right now and she's asking about ministry and she's taking her walk with god seriously and her ipod is filled with worship songs now do not take it lightly we will break through it right now but it's going to start with transparency it's just start with letting it go and and I'll pray us out when it's time to pray us out. But if you have something to share right now, please feel free. If there's something on your heart, we're here. We got the leadership here. We got the prayer here and the spirit is moving right now. So if there's something on your heart to share, if you want to just say anything that God's putting on your heart, now is the time. Go for it. This is Miss D. And I just want to put back in, get back to that secret place. This is what happens in the secret place. Exactly. Shackles are broken. Chains exactly. are broken. People are set free. Truth is told because there's freedom in being truthful. The enemy wants us to feel shame and guilt and, and pull back and, and go back into our old nature because that's what we do. We go back to our old nature. But this is what happens in the secret place of the Most High. Freedom, true freedom. God was never passive when he was coming after us. He chased us down. He stood and waited, but he never was passively sitting there waiting for us. We have to be aggressive in following him and each other. Exactly. Relationships are so important. If we don't have someone to help shelter them, to help bear mm-hmm. our burdens, we will be overwhelmed with the power, the weight of the burdens that we carry every day. Come on. My daughter is going through this stuff, and I told her, if I could take that cross, I would, but you have to bear that cross. 
That's mm-hmm. your cross. But I learned that in the secret place because I was trying to carry it. But if somebody don't want to share that burden, we can't carry the burden with you. Yeah, Amen. Yeah. Thank you for this moment today, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, yes Lord. Name. Amen. I, I can only agree with that. <laughs> yes, who is that? Good morning. This is our buddy. Amen. Hey, what's up, bro? How you doing, Moses? Good, good. How are you, sir? Um, yeah, I, I got some money to unload. Um, you know, um, when I think about all the times, you know, when I came on Declare Victory, and um, I've had um, had my sisters call call me and 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 give me, you know, uh, the names of their sons, you know, to go and talk, and and um. And I've done that, you know, and but sometimes in the back of my I feel like I'm, I'm kind of like a hypocrite because I, I want to, you know, I just want to put this out there. Um, I'm having a situation with my daughter um, and because, you know, of, of the life I lived, you know, being out there on the street, you know, in, in, in that culture, you know, I, I found myself distancing, distancing myself from her because I didn't want her to be exposed to that that type of lifestyle and um it took a long time for us to get back together and uh I remember you know the first year when we got married I I you know my daughter came down and and it seemed like you know we we were able to reconcile and forgive each other and you know um uh, it seemed like God gave me a second chance no I it, it, it didn't seem I know God gave me a second chance but um, I'm in a situation right now, and you know, I take I take responsibility for me not, you know, keeping up the relationship, or, you know, how it is. But it, it, it's just like this. It's like I can talk, I can talk on Declare Victory. I can talk to to you know uh, my family members over here. But it seems like when I get with my daughter, it's it's like we can't talk on the phone. You know, I, you know, it's like the words doesn't come. It's like, I always feel like I'm I'm on eggshells. And so a couple months ago, um, most of the time when we do communicate is it's by text or it's by Facebook. And Facebook is, is a way for me to kind of be really involved in, in her life and to see what she's doing. Well, she, you know, she unfriended me and uh, I, you know, at the time I didn't know, uh, and I found out and I texted her and she said it was something that, you know, I said, I commented and she got angry and she unfriended me. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like, you know, it's, it's just like, there's, there's still a lot of hurt. There's still a lot of anger, you know, on her part. And then, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's frustration. It's, it's like, I know I have to continue to reach out, but I I feel like you know you know as as, as her father I mean I can I can only ask for forgiveness so many times I can only say listen I know you know I'm, I'm I want to prove I want to do better I just feel like you know I'm just at this roadblock and and the last text I I gave her you know I asked forgiveness anything I said to her um, when I call. A lot of times, I don't know if she's busy or not. She, she is very hardworking, and she doesn't answer. I understand, too, that her personality is a lot like mine's. 
you know what I'm saying? She's an extrovert slash introvert so that, you know, she doesn't reach out as much, you know, and, and I'm I'm kind of like the same way too. And, you know, it's, it's just been weighing heavy on my heart and weighing heavy on my mind. You know, that's, that's my only blood daughter, you know, and I, I love her very much. I just don't know how to get past this. I just don't know what we can do to kind of reconcile. So I'm just asking everybody to kind of lift, lift me up in prayer, lift her up in prayer, you know, to the anger, you know, you know, the, the wounds will be healed. And that's just, so I just want to put it right there. Yeah. Eric, let's, let's, um, I'm going to just, I'm going to just pray right now for you real quick. Um, Father in Jesus name. And, and if you want to agree with me in this, um, please feel free to agree with me in this, but I break yes. the spirit of Leviathan over that relationship, Lord. I want to break yes, the, that where there would be pride, Lord, where there would be the, the restricting of communication, in Jesus' name, I want to break that. I want to break it, Lord, so that there can be an open commun- open highway of communication, Lord, where there yes, can be Lord. a freedom in communicating, that there will yes, not be a God, twisting Lord. of words. There will not yes, be a twisting of perspective. There will not yes, be anything Lord. that says, oh, well, what did he mean by that when he said that? What did it mean by that when she didn't Hallelujah, answer? What did it mean by this? Now, there will be yes, a very God, clear Lord. understanding. There will be an open Jesus, bridge of communication. But I pray in Jesus' name, Father, that there will be a true restoration here in relationship, Lord. So much so that you will have the heart that the Father has for his daughters. And that you will have a greater understanding the way that God sees his. You will be a father. even You're going to even father to other young men how to be a father to women. And then women how to receive love from the Father. And that is a new breaking. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Father. I praise you, Lord. I want to lift that relationship up to you that it will be used in the restoration power, Lord. It will be that it will be a it will be a testimony and it will be a force. It will be I just bless you, Father. Restoration power, Lord. There will be perspective change. Perspective shift there. We declare it by the Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 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 you, Jesus. you, Jesus. Thank 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 you, Jesus. Or pain there. If you can speak yes, and you can Lord. pray and intercede on behalf of this, please go for it. And now go as the yes, Lord leads you. One of someone from our leadership team, if you can pray that. I'll pray, but can I ask? Heavenly that if Father, I'm you have a big broken child, Lord God, that you restore that? that child you on the inside. Please. This is Miss D. Hallelujah. Thank you. Lord. Okay, can we get Miss D? And then who was who was before? Ms. I was going right to say Jesus. this is D. But can as as the person that's praying, Thank can you we just? Let the person pray because sometimes it, it gets, it sounds like mumble. So we're praying. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Amen. Absolutely. Go ahead, so if, if everybody, if you can hear Miss D and Dee Dee, let them Thank both you, pray Jesus. and then we can, we can close it out after that. But let them Thank pray. You, give Jesus. them the, give Thank them the microphone right now, please. Thank you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, come before you this morning, Lord God, a broken girl who is still trying to be restored from the separation of a dad, Lord God. I thank you for the father that couldn't be there and didn't even know how, Lord God, that right now I stand in forgiveness for that man, Lord God. He is no longer on this earth, Lord God, but I thank you, Lord God, that him and my mother conceived me. Lord God, as I forgive him 
for not knowing how to let me just be me. Lord God, for listening when I didn't even know what I needed to say, to let it be silence between us, Father God, until we got to a place where we could just honestly cry out to one another. Thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to just begin to heal the little girl who has been missing her dad the majority of her life. Father God, I ask you right now to be in the midst of Brother Eric's uh, relationship with his daughter. Lord God, give him compassion and understanding to step back and allow you to do your work. Father God, let her have the space to be who she needs to be. Allow her and validate her pain, validate her tears, validate her uncertainty of if he's going to show up later. Lord God, I thank you because we have been left behind sometimes. We didn't know if our dads was going to come back for us, Lord God. But I ask you right now to let our dads understand. Lord God, that we have to process our feelings too. Lord God, it's not that we don't want to forgive, but sometimes we're scared. Lord God, sometimes we don't know, but I thank you that you have never left us or forsaken us. And Lord God, you've given us the opportunity to have this conversation this morning. Lord God, we love our dads and we just want them to be a part of our lives. Lord God, so much that it hurts that the fear that comes up of being abandoned again, yet again, still resonates with us from the time we were a little babies, Lord God, until our adulthood. Lord God, it has impacted and affected relationships with other men because we have been seeking our fathers in other people, in other places and other things. Lord God, thank you that you began to restore in his daughter, but also give that dad the patience that you gave us when you came seeking us. Help him to not uh, hesitate to pick up the phone and call, Lord God, so there's no misinterpretation on text messages and Facebook. That is not how you created us to communicate. Help them to draw into the voice, Lord God, as we hear, be on this call, we hear it's about that sound. Lord, help, help him just pick up the phone. Lord God, set aside whatever it is that he may think is going on and just be there. Thank you, Lord God, for even mothers that are separated from their daughters and their sons right now. I'm going to pass this over to my sister in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Father God. This is coming from a baby daughter, a daddy's girl, Father. I just ask that as I'm praying that my brother Eric would just begin to feel your arms wrapped around him. And that painful, that hurt, that hurt, that disconnect that he's feeling with his only child, his only daughter, that he'll understand that she loves him, she's loving him, but she also has to process the pain, as Ms. D said, there's an abandonment spirit. There's a feeling of broken promises that daddies don't always get. But Eric, understand that God loves you. He's already forgiven you for being the best dad that you knew how to be. We understand that. Your daughter understands it, but it's a process. It's time. Don't give up on her. Just pray for her. Love her. Like Miss D said, call her. Even if she doesn't respond, don't stop calling your baby. Don't stop praying for her. Don't stop just understanding that pain because pain is a process as a daddy, as a daughter of a dad who's no longer here. It's been nine months. I miss my dad, but I thank God for giving me the right dad. You had the right daughter. There was no mistake in the birth of her. There was no mistake in you being her father. Don't allow the enemy to steal your joy of being a dad. Don't allow the enemy to make you to, to cast um, false thoughts and imagination. Just continue to pray when you're feeling sad, when you're feeling whatever. Pray and thank God for her life. 
Pray and thank God that he allowed you to be her father and watch God work. Start praising him. Don't go to pity. Don't go to worry. Just worship him in spirit and in truth. Thank him that he allowed you to father a beautiful daughter. Watch God do this. Watch God do this. It's going to work out because of so much love and love covers it all. Sometimes the pains of life causes us to stop and we, we go our separate ways and we retreat. But watch God work. He's going to restore the relationship. I know, I see it. He's going to restore your relationship while you have breath in your body, while she has breath in her body. Just trust him, Eric. Trust him. Trust him, Eric. It's going to work out. I see it. I'm interceding on your behalf for that daddy-daughter relationship. It's not like it. It's not like it. The devil is a defeated liar. He has no power over your relationship with your daughter. I speak it right now. We have to be kinder with our words. Be slower to speak sometimes. I can remember my dad saying stuff to me. I'm calling him. He's talking to me about my other siblings. But guess what? He was the best dad that he could be, and so are you. So I just thank God. I'm thanking God. I'm thanking God for that healing. I'm thanking God for uniting you with your daughter. I see it right now. It's already done. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I thank you right now that it's done already, Eric. Don't worry about it. Just worship. Don't worry about it. Just worship. You still have time. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for you for healing. Thank you for healing relationships. Thank you for healing. I thank you. Eric, start praising. I promise you that. He's going to restore because you still have time. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, God, for daddy and daughter's relationship. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Moses, let me say this. Now it makes sense yesterday. Yesterday, what we heard makes sense. Yes. I knew it was a reason why yes. you, your yes. sound yesterday spoke to the hearts yes. of some of us whose yes. dads yes. are no longer yes. here. Don't miss yes. it, yes. bruh. Don't, I didn't yes. know. I didn't understand. All day yesterday, I was yes. trying to figure yes. out because yes. I know Lisa said something, Kathy said something, mm-hmm. and all of us, our dads are no longer here. But watch yes. God restore your relationship with your daughter. Hallelujah. Watch him do it. Mm-hmm. Watch him yes. do it, brother. Hallelujah. I see it. Ah, you're going to see a victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Jesus, there's nothing like a daddy and a daughter's love. I miss my daddy so much, and trust me, I'm going hard for you right now, bro. I'm glad you shared that. Oh, this is amazing. I'm glad you shared that, Eric. Watch the healing. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Moni, can you close us out, Moni, in that prayer? Can you close us out with that? Real quick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know I'm coming on late. This is Jeff G. I'm sitting there, and I was wrestling with well, God, because he told me to speak up a while back ago, and I just kept quiet. I'm like, well, I'm going to let everybody else talk, and I'm walking in disobedience with that. So that first of all, I repent over that. Second, I'm going to go ahead and be obedient and speak up. Brother E, you and I have mirrored souls, man, because we're going through so much of the same thing. Everything that you, just about everything that you've been transparent with, I can identify with from the street life to the alienation away from my daughter, the estranged relationship with my daughter. But the one thing that I praise God, well, not one thing, but one of the many things that I praise God for you on is the fact that at least you do have a phone number. My daughter is now 31, 32 years old, and I, I don't even have a phone number or an address to get up with her. Um, and I'm not saying you sit here complaining over it, but the mere fact that it, it, it does hurt it. I mean, it does make you feel some type of way. But I trust God through the process. I trust God knowing that, okay, 
Mm-hmm. Up until a year ago, she wouldn't even talk to me on Facebook. But now, once in a while, maybe once every two months, she might send a message saying, hey, just thinking about you, and that's it. I mean, no details about her life. I've seen pictures where she's about to get married. And, I mean, I... Well, anyway, I can identify with a whole lot that you that you being transparent, but I just want to say I appreciate you for being transparent on that. Um, and to the lady, lady that the sister that we prayed for earlier, man, God has given me a word to speak to you on, but I was biting my tongue because I'm sitting up here thinking about where I'm at in life. I'm like, okay, God, I ain't good enough to speak up. I ain't good enough to that. And what we're wrestling with this, and this thing is like, we used to play this game when I was kids. I don't know if anybody else did. When I was kid, when we were kids, we used to take a cigarette lighter and put it on the palm of my hand, our palm of our hands, and see how long we can let it burn without actually moving our hands, not knowing that inside we were doing nerve damage before there was any kind of scar tissue on the outside. Um, it was it was stupid. It was, it was ignorant, but it was a childish game. And I kind of liken that to wrestling with God. Whenever God tells you to do something, you don't get up and move. You, you, you're sitting there, you, you, you're damaging yourself, spiritual, and sometimes even physically, and not knowing the damage you're doing, but not moving what God tells you to do. Um, what he gave me to speak to her was, I don't know if she's still on or not. Uh, I, I, I want to first confirm, are you still on, if you, if you can hear me? Yes, I am. Okay. What he came to confirm to you was let your let not your heart be troubled. Even yeah. on before the end of this month, you're going to begin to see things turn around. But there are, and then a certain individual, a female, that's going to part ways from you. Don't part ways from her, because mm-hmm. from your breakthrough, her breakthrough will come. She's going through some oh, things herself. Yeah. It may not yeah. be the same thing, but. Through your breakthrough, her breakthrough will come. Hallelujah. So don't turn your back on her, even if she turns her back on you. Um, yes. I don't know the female you will know before before the end of the week is out. Mm-hmm. But talk. Oh, God, oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. So let not your heart be trouble. God hears your heart. He hears your pain. And I know that sounds generic, but he's mm-hmm. telling me to tell you specifically that he he is going to begin to turn things around for you. Hallelujah. Get in your word more. You're yes. telling me you can do more as far as studying. Study more. Learn yes. some more. Yes. Trust him. Take your eyes off your situation and put your Hallelujah. eyes and trust on him. Yes. Thank you, brother. In Jesus' name. Thank you, brother. I receive brother it. Brother Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you so much, bro. I mean, I can't yeah. thank you for sharing and and being obedient to speaking what the Lord has shown has shown you, revealed you to say. I stand behind that 100% in agreement, and I want to thank you for stepping out in faith to do that. You have blessed us today, bro. And I want to ask right now, um, Sister Moni, if you can pray for Brother Jeff and Brother Eric and close us out um, in in that in that prayer, and 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 if you can if you can lead us in that right now. If you're, are you on still? Yes, I am here. Okay, Moni, uh, can you pray for Brother Jeff and Brother Eric for that, and 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 lift up that relationship? And and I I, I want to just ask if you could just pray for that miracle of communication to come through, um, that it would happen, that a phone number would come, that that a text message, that an email address would come for Brother Jeff, that we we are all standing in the gap with him right now in full 100% faith. If you can close us out in that prayer. Mhm. Yeah. 
Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God, because you have ordained this. You wanted this to happen and you needed it to happen. A relationship between a father and a daughter is so important, Father God, to you. And it's no coincidence that this is being raised to the surface because you want there to be restoration. You want some things to be spoken today. (laughs) Thank you, Father God. Yes. Yes, Lord. God, I'm lifting up both of my brothers, both Eric and Jeff, to you right now, Father God, because there's going to be some change today, Father God. There's going to be some transformation today, Father. And we declare and decree it right now because it's so important to you that they understand, that they understand that they need to be Jesus to them, that they need to that they need to get down on their knees and fight, Father God. That they need to go in for their daughters because their prayer is going to bring change. Their prayer is going to bring the change that they want to see, that they want to feel, that they want to have. Their prayer is going to bring their daughter back. Their fighting on their knees is going to bring their daughters back into their life, is going to redirect what the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. He understands how important that their relationship is with their daughter. He understands the magnitude and the power that can come between a father and a daughter. And he said no. He said, I'm going to grab that juggler and I'm going to take care of this situation. But today we have come together to stand firm and to say, no, buddy, we're grabbing that juggler. And we're going to stand firm on this one because their relationships are going to be restored. There's going to be forgiveness today. It's going to flow from the very throne of God. The floors of heaven are opening up now and there will be forgiveness. We're speaking that forgiveness is going to come forth and wherever these daughters are standing, right now they shall be affected by this very prayer right now and they're going to say whoa what happened what came forth what came through me today we declare decree because the same power that rose jesus from the grave is within us it's within us and it's in this it's through us we can speak we can speak to it now we can speak and we can say things that are going to be so and we say it's going to be so now in Jesus name that they will experience forgiveness that they will there will be restoration in their relationships today there's going to be a change there's going to be a strength that's going to come there's going to be a shift that's going to be granted of forgiveness a softening of the heart that's going to take place today because God it's not of you if it if there's no communication that's not what you want between a father and a daughter you want there to be communication God you want them to be stronger together father God so we say right now to intervene we'll plead the blood of Jesus over their relationships God after we hang up this phone there's going to be a change the at it's in the atmosphere They're going to be able to feel that change, Father God, and we thank you right now. We thank you that it's taking place, that it already started before this prayer. It already started, Father God, because you want that restoration. God, I pray that they would go from this call and that they would be Jesus for them, that they would be Jesus for their daughters, that they would go to that rock and kneel down and start to prophesy for their daughters, that they would start to speak life that they would start to 
make things happen, to prophesy them into existence, Father God, to understand the very power that they have within them, in their mouth, to make change, Father God, to change situations. The enemy wants to kill and steal and destroy, like I said, Father God. He wants to bring them down and make them feel hopeless so that he can handle that situation very quickly. But God, I pray that these two men would rise up, Father God, that they would be the warriors that you called them to be, that they would put on their military gear and they would understand, I'm going to fight for this relationship. That's what you want. That You want to see that fight in them. You want that. You need that. You need to see that fight. And God, you can change things like that in a second. But there's sometimes there's things that you want to do in them before you let that happen. Because you could change things in a second with a blink of an eye, with a breath of your, of your mouth, Father. You could have changed things. But you want to see them suit up, boot up, and get down on their knees for them. <laughs> Thank you, Father God, that they have the ability to change this situation by going in for their daughters, by not let, by not believing the lie of the enemy that it's over, buddy. It's over. Give up. Walk away. Wave that flag. God, I pray right now that they would walk away from this call with more strength than they had when they called in, Father God, because you want this restoration. You want this forgiveness. You want to see it today. And you say, no more will I deal with this. It's holding my people back. It's holding my sons back. It's holding my daughters back. You want that no more. You want them to rise above this and understand the power that they have. God, I pray that they would go to that secret place, that rock, get away drop to their knees and fight. Thank you, Father God. I speak all these things into existence today. Today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, you're holy and righteous. And I want to thank you, everybody, who's who's, who's still with us, who's still on today, and and I want to just take this time right now to to just lift every prayer request up, to lift everybody up, because there's some of us right now that are on this call right now, and you just, you feel it. God is pulling. He's tugging at you right now. He's pulling, and you feel like screaming right now. You feel like you're getting on the ground and just screaming because you can feel it leaving you inside right now. You can feel, and, and I just want to say that to everybody listening right now, don't hold on anymore. Just let yourself release it. Let it go. There's fear. I sense that there's fear there. There's anxiety. There is a stress. There's a pain. I'm even speaking to those of you who have a past where there's something you do and it still haunts you and it still prevents you from, from living the life God has for you right now. I've been on both sides of this phone call right now. I've been the person that's sitting there in church and, and the person on the stage is saying, give it to God, bring it to the altar. And I feel like crying. I feel like screaming. I feel like just going and crying on the floor in front of the altar. Do that right now. If that's you, if you are that person, just get on the floor and let it go. Just he, he, you are holding on to it. 
And I know people that are holding on to things from 20 years ago, 30 years ago, where they, they robbed somebody or they killed somebody or they hurt somebody or they stole something or you did something illegal or you did something and you are just, you won't give it over to God. You won't. And it is not who you are anymore. I'm telling you right now, it is not who you are anymore. It is not an identity anymore. You are not that person anymore. They are not that person. If you are holding on, if you, you are holding on to your son or your daughter right now, you're holding on to your husband or your wife, you're holding on to a family member, and you just will not give them over to God because you're scared. Because, God, if you're not, if you can't do it, I can't, I can't let you, I can't let go of this person. I'm telling you, just let it go. Just let them go. You're holding on too hard to them right now. You are holding on. You're holding on to your past too hard. And what's going on is God is right there, and he's right here today, and he's telling you, if you are on this call still, it has been almost three hours now, if you are on this call right now, and you are still holding on to it. He's saying, just let it go. Give it over to him. Trust me. I'm telling you. I know how hard it is. I know how scary it is. I know how you don't know that you can trust the love that good because you've never experienced it before. You've never seen it before in life. But I'm praying. I'm urging you right now. I'm on my knees right now. I'm, my knees are on the carpet right now. I'm begging you. Just let it go. Even if you don't know how to let it go, just relinquish it because it is holding you back. It is holding you back from freedom. It is holding you back from experiencing God. you got to let it go right now. That is the, the message, the secret place. That was great today. We got that subject. We, we came back to that subject. But now God used that as a starting point to the conversation he really wants to have with you today. You've been holding on to it for 24 years. You've been holding on to it. You can think back to the year. You can think back to 1970s, or you can think back to the day that it happened. You could think back to what you were wearing. You feel the hurt. You feel the pain. You feel feeling small still. You need to let it go. You need to just let it go. Just let it release it. Just release it and give it over to him. I know it's scary. I know it's hard, but I'm telling you what, you know, in the name of Jesus Christ, it will be broken, and we will break those spirits that are holding our mouth shut, that are keeping us hidden, that are keeping us, you know what, I'm not going to share anything because I just, I don't know if I can do that. I'm broken. I'm struggling, too. I'm right there with you. We are not perfect people. We all struggle. We battle with the same things, and I guarantee you, if you're battling it, I'm battling it with you, too. You are not the only one. You are not alone in this, and that is the message today. That is the heart of today, is that you are not alone in it. So if you if you felt today was not the day to share, but you are holding on to something, I'm going to close us out in prayer right now. I'm going to pray for you. I want to pray for Dee Dee's daughter. I want to pray for all the daughters out there. I want to pray for all the sons out there, not just the ones that are sick, not just the ones that are prodigals, not just the ones that we don't hear from. I didn't talk to my dad for 25 years because he was in prison for the first 10 years of my life. And then he was in and out of um, halfway homes and he was in and out of the drug life and he was he was he was a street guy through and through and I was scared of my dad I didn't know I didn't know how to talk to him because I my first ever time meeting my dad was in prison I went to go visit him in prison and I I didn't I was a little boy walking through there the prison with my grandmother to go meet my dad for the first time because I didn't remember him when I was little I didn't I didn't know what he was like and I grew up terrified because how how do I how can I trust this guy because I don't know him it's not because I didn't want it. And I felt God tell me one day when I was 25, Moses, you need to call your dad and you need to just forgive him. Forgive him for, for him failing and going, to, and going to prison, getting caught up for selling drugs, for leaving you and your mom, for hurting your mom. Forget, forgive him and, 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 let, and let him know. And I called my dad up at 20. I had to ask two people for my dad's phone number. 
I didn't have my dad's phone number at all. And I called two mm. different people to ask him and I finally got his phone number. Somebody finally had it. And, and I called him and I was like, Hey, um, I didn't even call him dad. I was like, Hey, is this Richard. And he was like, yeah, who's this? I was like, Hey, it's, it's Mo. It's me, Moses. And he, I, it was like, he had heard a ghost. And he, and he said, he said, Hey, he's like, let me, he was at work. It was a Friday night. I was walking on a prayer walk. I was in the secret place. And, and I, I was like, you know, I'm out in the middle of nowhere in these hills calling and who I haven't talked to in years and years and years. And, and he was like, let me, let me leave work. Let me ask my boss real quick. I'm, I'm going to go on a break. I'm going to take a break. I was like, yeah, it's not going to take long. I just wanted to let you know, um, I forgive you. Like, I want to let you know, I forgive you for cheating on mom. I forgive you for leaving us. I forgive you for going to prison. I forgive you for, for never reaching out. I forgive you. I just forgive you. And he started crying on the phone. He just started crying. And he told me, I've been praying for 25 years for you to forgive me. I've been asking God every day that you would call me and forgive me. You know, God hears those prayers, whether we think they're happening or not. God will speak to somebody in a heartbeat, whether we know it. But we got to give it to him. we got to give it over. We're holding on. How do you ever expect God to heal hurt if you don't ever give it to him? And I know how scary that is because I didn't have my biological debt. I didn't know that you can trust a man. I grew up my whole life thinking that men were untrustworthy because I couldn't trust a man that was supposed to be there to love me. But you know what? I could tell you now, 30, 30 years later, me and him talk every day. We text every day. I send him pictures of my daughter every day. He's flown out here. When I had my baby girl, he flew out here to meet her. He said he would send us money to buy her clothes. We'd go see him. I'd give him relationship advice. I would pray for him. I would tell him, dad, God is trying to talk to you. You know, God shut that door with that relationship. Don't, don't make God tell you twice. And we'd joke and laugh and, you know, um, we sit back and have a cigar together or something. You know, we, we caught up all these years later and, and, and look, I know it's hard, you guys. I know it's hard to let hurt go. I know it's hard to let pain go because my whole life I felt not good enough because I felt like I wasn't good enough for my dad to stick around. And I know that pain, but I can tell you if I can do it, anybody can do it. If I could forgive him, you are worthy of being forgiven. And you know what? We're not even worthy, but God deems it so because he hung on a cross to take it all for us. It all comes back to Jesus, you guys. It all comes back to the cross. And you were worthy for that. You're worthy for healing. By his stripes, we're healed. He wore the crown for our iniquity. You know, everything he did was symbolic for us. He did it for us. You guys, I, the other day I sat and I truly, I let the fact that someone died for me, someone got humiliated and spit on and beat and died for me. I let the reality of that sink in. I was in pain for something. And I realized, man, how much pain did he actually feel? How much did it hurt being whipped? hundreds of times like that and I started to research the type of weapons they used to torture him and then I thought about the fact that like I can't even hang when I have a migraine I can't even hang when I have a stomach ache and he had his ribs broken and his arms were out and he just hung there and and rotted up there for each one of us because he thought we were worthy to have a relationship with our daughter and he hung up there because he knew what we were going to do in our youth, the mistakes and the illegal things we were going to do, but he knew what we were going to be called to in our thirties and our forties. So then why do we keep holding on to that? If he died to erase it, why are you still holding on to it today? 
why are each one of us still living our identity? Because there's only one person that wants us to believe that identity, and it's the enemy. And the enemy is a liar. So if you're still holding on to that, and it is hard, it is hard. That fear comes in every day. That fear shows up to work every day and checks in and clocks in and triggers us with every little thing and makes us run from our God-given identity. But I'm, I'm here today to tell you, if anybody is still on, if anybody is listening, just give it to him. If you're, if you're holding back, just give it to him. So I want to close this out in prayer. I want to lift up. I want to lift up everybody right now. Lord, you, you are mighty, God. It is, it is scary. And you do not play games, Lord. You do not play games when it comes to your children. And you have pursued each one of us. Everybody that can hear my voice right now, you have pursued past death. Past death, you pursued each one of us. It is proven. It is known. But there's nowhere we can go. We cannot run from it anymore. We've been running too long. We've been giving you the, the we've been, oh, we're making excuses. And uh, it ends today. It stops today. We're giving you the pain. We're giving you the unforgiveness. We're giving you the lying. But we're giving you the cheating. We're giving you the stealing. We're giving you the lust. We're giving yes, you the brokenness, Lord. We're giving you the um. We're giving you the pain from our past, Lord. We're just giving you all these things that we failed in, God. The areas that we continue to go back to because we were lied to. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Every single person listening to my voice right now, you are whole and you are complete. But you have been lied to your entire life to believe that you were not. You were lied to to believe that you needed to go out there to get a man's validation because you didn't get it from somebody, from a parent. You were lied to in believing that you need to get your, your admiration and your validation from a woman. And so you go in every female relationship you've had, you've been, it's been broken. Mm-hmm. And I want to pray to you to everybody who gets easily addicted because it might have been drugs in the 90s. It might have been credit card habits in the 2000s. It might be food now. But I want to let you know that you are not an addict. You are not addicted. You are not broken. You have been believed to. And every day you wake up and you walk in that jail cell and you close the gate behind you and you sit down on the bed and you sit in that prison and you've been cleared and your name was cleared and your past was cleared a long time ago by the cross. And you were, um, you were, you were cleared. You were, you were honored and you still wake up every day and go back into that jail cell. And Jesus is standing outside and he's saying, you don't need to go back in there anymore because I already cleared your name. I was the best lawyer you could have ever had. You don't need to go in there every day. And we keep ignoring it and we keep walking back in every day and we keep punishing ourselves and we keep making ourselves suffer. And I know what that feels like. In Jesus' name, I break that. In in the name of Jesus Christ, I break that over each one of us, Lord, that we will forget the route to our prison cells, Lord, that we will forget the way to the prison cell that we lock ourselves in every single day, Lord, with fear, with our past, with thinking, with shame, with all the tools that we give the enemy and say, here, you know what, enemy, just ruin me today. You know, enemy, I don't even want to eat today because I want you to give me so much anxiety that I can't even focus on it because I'm stressed off something in my past or something in my future that has not even happened or will not even happen. In Jesus' name, I want to pray against irrational fear over every single person. Lord, the things that we fear that will never happen, the things that we fear for our loved ones and our children, Lord, the fear that makes me wake up every night to check if my daughter's breathing still, Lord, because I don't know how to trust the fact that you're standing next to her crib when she sleeps every night. 
Lord, I want to pray for every parent out there that is stressed over a son or daughter that is making bad decisions in life right now, and that we could give it to you, Lord, and we can say, you know what, God, they're your son or your daughter before they're my son or my daughter. That is not, they, I, they're earthly parents, but you are their eternal parent, Lord, and you know what you're doing. And I want to cover them in, in that in Jesus' name, Lord. I want to pray for every, everybody right now that has a secret sin that is secretly tearing them up. Like my brother, mm-hmm. being so true and powerful, putting the lighter to your skin and you get nerve damage inside that is not, re- that is not easily identifiable, identifiable on the outside. Lord, I want to pray for those of us that are killing ourselves on the inside every day. Mm-hmm. And then we're doing yeah. something secret that we don't tell our brothers and sisters about, that we don't go into a community about. We don't even talk with you about it, Lord. We just do it in silence, and we don't see in the spirit what it's, it's doing to our inner man, to our inner woman. The gossip, the, the talking bad about other people, that we can't see people do good in life without us cutting them down. Yeah. Lord, for those of us that are doing things that are hurting ourselves, Lord, Lord, for sexual sin. Lord, for, for yeah. hurt, for pain, Lord, that, eat, that, that manifests in our life in sexual sin and whatever that looks like, Lord. I want to pray against those things that we will not be lied to anymore, that we will not continue to walk willfully to, to, the, to, to the executioner, that we will not yeah. willfully continue to walk into our jail cell, Lord, but that we can stand up and say, man, I've been free. And I pray that over every single person listening to my voice right now. You have been free. You have been healed and you keep going back to the hospital every day and getting in the bed and hooking the IV up to your arm. And you've been healed every single day. And the doctors and the nurses are looking at themselves and they're like, why does this guy keep coming back? Why does this chick keep coming back? Like what, why you were, you were cleared. You were, you were discharged. Like, why are you still coming back? But we still go back because that pain, that brokenness, the fear is the only familiar, familiarity that we have. And I break the familiarity that we have with our weakness. I break the familiarity we have with dysfunction. I break, I break it over all the ladies listening right now that have gone back to broken relationships and broken men because even though they are hurt by broken men, that's the only kind of men that they understand consistency from. And I want to break the first person that ever taught that. And I want to break it from the men that can only be in emotionally unavailable relationships because they still want love from their mom. And I break that in Jesus name right now. I break, I break unhealthy addictions that we have in relationships. I break the dysfunction that we have towards broken people. Lord, I, I ask that we would just give broken people to you and that we would move forward to what you have for us, Lord, in Jesus name. And I just thank you, Father, that you bring that healing ointment over us, Lord. You are bringing that healing, that soothing, that coolness when you've been burned and you put you put the ice cube on it or you put you put the aloe vera on it and it just there's a soothingness. I pray that, Father, because we've been healed. And I want to speak that to you, son of son of Lord, man of God, woman of God, I speak that to you right now. You hear my voice, you are healed. He told, he told that man, he said, you are healed. He didn't say, let me heal you real quick, and then you're going to be done. He said, stand up. You are healed. You are already. It is done. It is It is already happened. You are done. And, then, and so I would say to you the same thing. Stand up because you are already healed. Stand up. Don't even think about it anymore. Don't live your life anymore in response to your hurt, to your pain, to your past, to your fear, to your brokenness, to your iniquity, to your hurt, 
don't see the world out of a lens of hurt anymore. Don't get offended that no one's ever going to walk over me again. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be rude to every single person. I possibly oh. don't do that anymore. You don't need to hurt more people because you were hurt. You don't need to do that anymore. You don't need to doubt people. Anymore. You don't need to doubt yourself anymore. So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to say those same words. Just stand up. You already healed. Just stand up. Let it go. And I seal that. I seal that, Lord, in Jesus' name over every single one of us. I seal that. I seal that, Lord. You don't, you, to each one of you, you don't have to go home. You don't have to go home in fear today. You do not, you do not have to go to sleep in fear tonight. You do not, you, you have a choice. You have a choice. Take those thoughts captive and make them submit to the mind of Christ. Take it captive. When you start feeling something come in and creeping in that is robbing you of your God-given identity, you need to say, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait up a second here. I need to stop that thought because that is not consistent with who I am because of the cross. That is not who I am. In Jesus' name, there is healing from today. There's going to be phone calls of reconciliation this week in Jesus' name. Tuesday, somebody's going to get a phone call, Lord, from a family member they haven't talked to. In Jesus' name, there's going to be a conversation with a family member that you haven't talked to because you've been offended at them because there was a broken relationship. And you know exactly who they are right now because you guys don't talk the way you used to talk because you got offended and they unfriended you. And you guys, and there's brokenness there because the enemy oh. want what you have inside of you to get imparted with them. And they're they're gonna they're gonna reach out to you, and and, and you're gonna reach out to them, and you're gonna apologize to them, even though you Hallelujah. didn't do anything wrong, because we Hallelujah. don't forgive because the person deserves it. We forgive because we preserve a relationship, and a relationship Hallelujah. is the way God reaches people is in relationship. So we're gonna Hallelujah. reach out. We're gonna forgive the people this week who do not deserve our forgiveness because they never did anything. We forgive because we we with what we judge another is going to be what's measured against us because we have all sinned. We have all sinned differently, but we have all sinned. Okay. And we're going to forgive the people that don't deserve it. The family member, the father-in-law, the mother-in-law, the, the cousin, your brother, your sister, your mom or your dad, your mom that you haven't talked to in three months because you guys got in an argument about something and, and you don't want to live that way. You don't want to live saying, man, what if they died tomorrow? And and Uh, I was angry at them over something uh, on Facebook. And I was angry because they were too invasive in my life. In Jesus' name, I break that. We we will see reconciled relationships. We will see healing, Lord, where there is broken understanding of spending habits, Lord, where we have lived in poverty. As a minority myself, Lord, I have lived in poverty, generational poverty. I'm going to break that curse right now in Jesus' name. We're going to see minority-owned small businesses erupt in this community, Lord. We're going to see where there was debt and credit card debt for years, and there was unhealthy spending where we would get a check and we'd spend it all in a day, and we would live broke for two weeks until we get paid again. Mm, That unhealthy spending is going to break in Jesus' name, and our kids will not do that. Our communities will not see uh, poverty anymore. We're not. We're going to break that in Jesus' name. That is not going to be our reality anymore, Father. We're not going to be. We're not going to be slaves to our credit card debt anymore, Lord. We're not going to. We're not going to be burdened by that anymore, Lord. We're not going to be. We're not going to be controlled by by the validation and the impulsiveness that comes from spending quick, Lord. We're going to save money. We're going to invest. We're going to invest in other people. We're going to use money as a kingdom-expanding tool, Lord, because, it's, yes, because it is your money, not our money. You give man and woman the means of making income, Lord, not us, not our degree, mm. not, our, not our resume. 
And I want to break that in Jesus' name. Because we could be the most powerful prayer warrior in the world, prophesy the most accurate thing, but we can't travel to another city because we can't afford it right now because we don't get paid for another week. In Jesus' name, that is going to break. We are not going to experience that anymore. Our kids are not going to grow up thinking that. And in Jesus' name, I want to pray. As a minority, Lord, I want to pray for the young the young African-American community, the young Mexican-American community, Lord, that we're not going to grow up seeing our people persecuted in media anymore, Mm. but we're going to grow up and seeing our people being CEOs, Lord. That our images, that are, I want my daughter to grow up seeing successful Latina women. I don't want her to see, I don't want her to see the Mexican women getting out of jail and getting out of prison and getting pulled over. Lord, I want, what I saw growing up from Latino people always coming out of prison, like, oh, when are they getting out? When's your uncle getting out? When's your dad getting out? I'm going to pray that our next generation is going to see people succeeding, that we will not perpetuate images of of pain and death. And we will not perpetuate images of brokenness over our communities and our people. But Lord, we will see images of success, Lord. Our young people will begin to see a new generation of success. Yes. Of small, of, of, of black-owned business, of, of Latino-owned yes. business, Lord. That Your we will see those, we will see images of success, and that is the images of identity that they will grow up seeing in their mind. Yes, not what is Lord. perpetuating media right now, not as what's perpetuating the world right now, but they will see what you called them to be, that these are young princes, princesses of the king on high. In Jesus' name, that these are sons. This is, this is not someone who is being profiled. This is a son or daughter of the king. That's who this person is, and that yeah. our kids will grow up with this identity, Lord, in Jesus' name. It will be broken, and it had to have been seen, Lord, because we had opportunity after opportunity in the 60s after the Civil Rights Movement. We had an opportunity to bring healing to, uh, uh, to God's children. This is not an African-American community. This is God's children. And we had, we had an opportunity to bring healing to our brothers and sisters, and we did not do it. And it did not happen in the 70s. It didn't happen in the 90s. And we had another chance in the early 2000s, and we didn't do it. And this has been years in the making of we have an opportunity as brothers and sisters to bring healing to our fellow co-heirs in Christ. It, it has not happened, but it's going to happen today in Jesus' name. It is going to happen right now in Jesus' name. And it's going to happen through the young. It's going to happen through the younger generation where they're going to come up and they're going to say, you know what? I might not have every political answer. I might not be well-versed in every organization. I might not have every answer I need to know. I might not post fast enough to make some people happy, but you know what I am going to do? I'm going to treat my brothers and sisters, my, my, my brothers and sisters that might be from minorities, I'm going to treat them with love and respect. And I'm going to give them an opportunity. I'm going to give them a platform. And I'm going to, I'm going to take that perspective the same way that Jesus emptied himself to take my perspective as a man, as flesh. I'm going to do the same for everybody, everybody else. No matter whether I understand or not, no matter whether I've ever been profiled or not, I'm going to take that perspective and understand where they're coming from because that's what Jesus did for me. And we're, mm. going, to, we're going to see a generation that does that, and that becomes the new norm. And I pray that, Lord, in Jesus' name, over this, over this world right now, Lord, we, we need healing right now, Lord. And I pray that it is, it is loosed. I pray that it is loosed and it is loosed just like today. It took us three hours. Like I said, sometimes we do it in 45 minutes. Sometimes we do it in an hour. And sometimes we do it in three and a half hours. And it comes out. And it comes out. And, and we got to keep working on it. And I thank you. And I ask that if you could just go on mute. We're getting some background right now. But you know what? I want to just close out with that, Lord. Sometimes it takes time for us to loose it. Sometimes it takes time for us to break it free. But I prophesy these things over this community, over this this congregation, Lord, over this ministry, and over our communities, Lord, and over our cities and our states, Lord, that we would begin to see these things, but that we be the change, Lord, 
And even if it happens in our lifetime with five people, that that becomes 25 in the next lifetime. And then in the, in the next generation, it become 150. And then by the next generation, it become a couple thousand. And if each one of us is sowing that seed, it will take over the world. And I thank you for that, Lord. I praise you for that, that you've chosen to partner with each one of us in that and that you've chosen to free us. So I say it again, man of God, woman of God that's listening right now, that is still on three and a half hours later. Just stand up. Just stand up. You've already been given every good tool. You've already been healed. You already set. You've just been lied to. You have been lied to. You have been lied to. You are not your Marcus. past. Yes. I'm sorry. Before you came, I, 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 I want to just end with a song. So after you're done, this is a song that I want everybody to listen to. And I'm going to play it as they, they can hang up or stay on it. But when you're done, just let me know. Amen. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. So as, as, I, as I close out this prayer and we pass it off over, I just want to seal that, Lord, and I want to say that with all of this, you are mighty, God. You are. It is heavy, Lord, and it hits this, it hits this earth hard. Your love, your character, who you are, it is heavy. And I thank you, Father, because we are in all of you. We are humbled by you, Lord, and we have reverence towards you for this because we see how much you love us and what you've done for us to open our eyes. So I thank you for that, Father, in Jesus' name. Can I pass the call? Amen. Amen. Too far away, we can't hear it.
Amen. I hope you guys got blessed by that. Amen. He takes what the enemy meant for evil and he turns it for good. Hallelujah. And know that we're going to see a victory because the battle belongs to you, Lord. Have a blessed day. Love you all to life. I'm going to post it in the room.
Now, okay. Credit card. 